Friday night. Sorry, I was going to do the alien interview, but my computer's still tripping with the Wi-Fi. I'm having a, an issue. Um, they've been having problems here in town since that storm last Monday. There I am. Hi, guys. Namaste. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Denise, welcome. Tony, welcome. So I apologize. We won't be doing any alien interview today because I didn't download the app on my phone. That's what I'm running it on again today. <clears throat> and because I didn't download the app on my phone, there is no feature in here that I can find to share my screen, even though I went to the, to the, uh, ex the extent of, of uh, syncing up my phone with my computer to download the video onto my phone so that I could play it for you guys. I didn't realize that because I didn't have the app loaded here because I can't find anything that says share screen for me on here anywhere in the settings or anywhere. So apparently going online to, uh, to uh, StreamYard on my phone, I, I, can't, I can't figure that feature out. So uh, I have to probably download uh, StreamYard, the app, and it'll probably have that on there. Didn't have time. I'm already late getting here today, right? So no mistake, share this out, share this out, share this out, right? Um, so we're going to be talking about current events and uh, and I'll take questions from you guys and we'll just we'll just talk for a while, right? Um, we have an event coming up uh, this week uh, on the 21st uh, is the solstice. So um, the um, Stephen and Evan Strong, I don't have that promote uh, set up either to show you. Um, Stephen and Evan Strong are uh, putting together a, another event uh, for the solstice because they were told that they had to do three years in a row. Uh, for the solstice, and we talked about that. I think you guys, some of you guys saw the show where I was on with them, uh, where we talked about that. I will be speaking at that engagement afterwards. Watchers Talk is putting on uh, in, in an all-day event for uh, the solstice. I'll be helping Omar and those guys with that event, and I'll be also speaking and following Omar, unless the schedule changes. He just gave the schedule out today, so following uh, Omar in the afternoon. It'll be 5 p.m. I think that uh, that uh, time he was giving was West Coast uh, time. So on Tuesday, the 21st of USA time, California time, uh, or actually uh, starts at 7.30 in the morning, California time, uh, and there'll be the ceremony from Australia live. And then when the ceremony's over, then we're going to continue and we're going to go live, I believe. I don't know if he's on a crowdcast or, or what. I haven't asked that, that question. Um, we just hooked up the other day and I haven't had time to hammer out the details from Watchers Talk and Omar yet. Uh, and we were supposed to talk yesterday, but we didn't. And today he's busy because right now they're actually going to be going on air. I believe they're on air. Uh, and in the next hour and a half or so, Stephen and Evan Strong are going to come on and promote the event. So they have an event thing going on at the same time as we're doing this, uh, which that's kind of why I'm plugging it because we're, we're cross pollinating at this point with, we're competing against each other for airtime. I can't, uh, I can't go live on uh, YouTube until after the first of the year. I got put in jail for something I did a year ago. They did that to me last year at this time too. Right around the holiday, uh, they they uh, decided that uh, uh, they needed to put me in jail. So I was in jail and couldn't post anything. Uh, again, they did the same thing. So last year they went back a year uh, in December of 2019 and uh, or, or 20 yeah 2019 and busted me in 2021 and now here we are in, in uh or in 2020 now here we are in 2021 and they went back to, to 2020 to a video i posted a year ago and busted me for that video so they're obviously going to eradicate and erase my um channel soon uh they're going after me for uh older shit that i posted years ago so i'm surprised they haven't gone back to 2016 when i was uh uh arguing with barack obama about gun control that'll be next i'll get i'll get i'll get 
deleted because something I said in 2016, which is now politically incorrect to say, right? Because of the present moment. So yeah, right? Chantel, what, what the fuck? Yeah, that pisses me off too. Uh, so I don't even know if you guys can even find my channel right now. I can't post on it. I can find it. I can see it, but I haven't looked. I didn't want to get mad because I know if I start looking at the videos, it'll say only seeable by you, only seeable by you, right? If the channel is taken down, I don't think it is, but I'm suspended from commenting. I can't comment on anybody's uh, post. If you posted something, I can't even say I like it because I'm, I'm basically locked out of my account. I can see everything that's there, but I can't do anything with it. Uh, so that's annoying. And it's literally because of something I said a year ago, right? I even appealed it. And they're like, yeah, sorry. Eh. You're two weeks. And if you do it again, um, we'll delete you permanently. So they're setting me up to delete me permanently. Uh, and they're just uh, going backwards and doing that. And I really only use YouTube as a um, as an archive anyway. And I have my videos also backed up on my computer as well as other websites. So I'm not really too concerned. It's just annoying because there's like, you know, over 500 videos on my YouTube channel. So I'm, I'm going to, what I'm going to start doing is going live on my other channel. That's what I'll start doing instead of the one that's Orion rising. I'll go live on mine for a while uh, and take the heat off the algorithm off of that and go here. And I have a couple accounts, so I'll keep them active and I'll, I'll just switch over, right? I'll just switch over and you guys will, uh, I'll have to link you the new channel to where I'm going to be posting. Unless they didn't eat everything I got, which they might be shady enough to do. All right. So that's part of the current affairs of what's going on, right? So, yeah, man, that's so annoying. So, and then, so the people who don't watch Facebook at all, they don't even know that I'm, why I'm gone. I'm just not there. And I can't even tell them why. I can't even post on there to say sorry. So what I'm going to try and do is make a video on my other one uh, and then uh, try, try to cross-pollinate or something. And then they, they won't know until I come back if they let me come back. Okay, so that's uh, seriously annoying, right? Yeah, it is seriously unfair. But you know what? It is what it is uh, in this state right now where we are because of the elected officials that are in office right now. They have the power to delete people, and they've been doing that. Um, that's how they gained power back from, from the orange guy when he was in charge was basically grabbing the narrative and changing the narrative so that people will only know what they're telling them. And everybody else who has any voice that is uh, different than theirs, they have been deleting and, and they've been censoring. And that'll continue going on until there's power change in America in the federal government. And then that'll stop. But until then, we're at the mercy of the rich and the elite and their evil ways, of just paying money and, and bribing people. So as long as you guys keep electing them, they're going to keep doing that until they come for you. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. It's stupid. Okay, so other things that are going on. Let's let's talk about this new variant here in the United States. And I understand there's a different variant across the world in different places. And they have different names for the same variant. I'm sure it's the exact same variant. They're just calling it something different for the, for the population there. We here in the West, we're kind of obsessed on uh, foreign languages uh, to uh, name everything, right? Everything has to be a Greek or, or a, a Italian or Roman word or something like that. So they called this one Omicron, which is the... 15th letter of the Greek alphabet. It also was like the Jewish Hebrew Bible. It means 15, but it also is just a letter. So it means the number 15. It is the 15th letter, and that's why it's the number 15. Uh, and then it's a, a letter, the, the Omicron. So uh, so that's why that's why they're naming it that because we're obsessed with that. Everything has to be uh, clinically, um, you know, a Greek or uh, Latin for uh, over here in the West, right? Uh, or or Hispanic when when it's something bad, you know, like El Nino or El Nina, the little boy or the little girl. We blame it on little Spanish kids, uh, you know, or Indian summer. It's the Indians' fault, the natives' fault because it's too hot. 
right? So when it's a negative thing, it's it's one of the um, one of the lower races that they consider the slave races. If it's a positive thing, it's the master race, right? It's either the Greeks or the Romans or the Latins or the Germans. They get all the props. Do you say or the English? Oh, boy, boy. <laughs> right? So anything positive is named after them, right? <laughs> Yeah, I may not even. Uh, yeah, I may not even be able to to freaking have my my shit there. It's just annoying. Anyway, so uh, share this out. Share this out because all we have today is Facebook, right? We don't have any YouTube uh, uh, to uh, talk to. Uh, if you know anybody who listens to YouTube but not Facebook, let them know. I'm suspended until the until the first of the year or until they decide to whack me completely. Okay, so we have this this Omicron uh, Omicron. I'm watching the news, and this is not a lie. I can't make this up. I'm watching the news. Yeah, actually, it was from about three or four days ago, something I DVR'd, and it was a local channel that was on a commercial on my DVR. And it was at, at the end, and I got up and I walked away, and it was playing the commercial for the news that was actually about to come on then, three or four days earlier when I recorded the, the show. And it was local uh, 10, I think, out here, ABC. It's an ABC affiliate, I believe. I don't know. Don't quote me. Either way, uh, it doesn't matter. The, but the, the, the headline was Omicron. We can prove that Omicron, or however you say it, is spreading in the state of California, even though no one has tested positive for it. Let me repeat that. Okay. The news said, we can tell that Omicron is spreading in the state of California, even though no one has tested positive for it yet. That's like when the news says, the wind is coming out of the southwest at zero miles an hour. So we have direction, but we don't have any movement. How can you have movement, right? How can you have direction with no movement, right? The wind is blowing out of the southwest at zero miles an hour. So it's not blowing out of the southwest. So you could have just as easily said the wind is, is coming from any direction because it's not moving. You can't tell. So the wind is not moving, but we know that it's pointed at you from the southwest. Omicron is not happening because nobody tested positive, but we know that it's spreading. <laughs> How do you know that? I didn't get to watch that broadcast because it was from a few days ago. I said, damn, I wish I would have saw this live. I would have sat down with my popcorn. I want to hear this fucking lie. <laughs> How are you going to do this? Right? We know Omicron is spreading. Even though no one's tested positive from it. We also, this is that they didn't say this one, but they are saying this. They're also saying this is a super spreader and everyone's getting it and people are gonna die from it, even though no one has died from it yet. <laughs> no one has officially died from Omicron, but man, you better get your booster. And the only reason that you're not dying from it is because you got the shot. Therefore, nobody's dying from Omicron. Now, all of a sudden, they're not claiming that the people, because before, remember, only the people getting, uh, the, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the only people who were getting the, uh, the uh, uh, Delta variant were the unvaccinated. Now they've dropped that. And they're not trying to say only people who haven't been vaccinated are getting Omicron. And it's because they haven't been vaccinated. They're not saying that at all anymore. Now they're just saying, well, the reason that nobody's dying from it is because only people who are getting the shot are having the breakthrough virus. Well, where are the people who aren't? 
that don't have any kind of shot? Where are they on this whole scale of ramped up Omicron? Never mind that now. Never mind that now. Even though nobody's testing positive for it, we know that it's spreading. They're saying this. They're trying to make you and me and everybody buy this. <laughs> Do you see how silly this is? Put a mask back on. Right now, all the every single uh, mayor, governor of any state or city or county in America has redoubled back down masks until January 7th. <laughs> Everybody's going to get this variant and die. Although nobody's tested positive for it and nobody's fucking gotten it. <laughs> and nobody's died from it. <laughs> but it's spreading, super spreading everywhere in the United States. Cases everywhere. Really? How many people have died from it? No, no, never mind that now. Never mind. It's, it's milder, you see, because everybody has got the shot. I better not say that word that many times. Even in a positive light saying that word, they try to cancel you these days. That is insane. This is the this is the double talk. This is worse than the Native Americans when they would say he speak with forked tongue. Him speak out of ass. <laughs> out of ass. That is insane that they're actually saying this stuff. You guys realize that? Yes, it is. Denise, it's all it's all freaking political. It is absolutely insane, Chantel. Absolutely. Right? So how are we supposed to then look? And, and then Joe Biden, right? He's like asleep in his basement. He doesn't even know what year it is. They prop him up, and all of a sudden he goes, we're in for a dark death winter. When winter comes and the, and the flu season hits, it's going to be dark doom and doom and gloom. Joe, Joe, hey, listen, you like to lean in and whisper? It's December, Joe. Today's date is the 17th. I just looked on the calendar. The flu season started in October. Two months ago, Joe, we're almost to the end of winter. Winter ends in like two months. <laughs> right? What the... So, Joe, we're in the middle of winter. This is the bad part of winter. When are we going to get to that dark time? You keep saying it's going to be dark and death and gloomy. Because last year at this time, there were people dying from COVID. Like the year before that at this time, there were people dying from COVID. Now, all of a sudden, no, not very many people are dying. But guess what? We've eradicated every other disease on the face of the earth and all flu and cold. Uh, viruses because nobody has been diagnosed with them or died with them in two years. So I'm wondering if, if that's the case, how come we can't eradicate this COVID thing? We've eradicated everything else apparently because nobody's getting it. Just saying, just asking. Right. Three years ago, the flu was killing people and then it stopped as soon as they needed it to. Like they called up the flu and said, listen, you guys are either going to be COVID or cease and desist. We got no time for you. We got enough problems with COVID, so you just stop. So they dialed up every virus on the face of the earth and said, hey, cease and desist, man. We don't need you right now. So either they're in control of all the flus, in which case we're in serious trouble because they can turn them all back on whenever they want, or they're lying. I think they're in control of all the flus. Because they wouldn't lie to us. Would the government lie to its people? Never. Come on, man. No. 
Of course they lied. That's right. And he said anyone that have died from this so-called COVID had uh, underlying conditions. Yes, they, they had, like I have COPD. I'm also type 2 diabetic. So I'm at high risk. But I'm at no higher risk than any other flu bug. They're all the same. Oh, and that's the thing too. Okay, so COVID, right? COVID, the mortality rate is, is at um, 1%. 1%. That's the normal mortality rate of the common cold and the common flus, all influenza. And now they're kind of just letting it lie there because they know it's always been at 1%. Omicron is at 0.2% death rate. That's two-tenths of 1% of a chance. That is less than the chances of me getting the common cold and dying from it. Are you aware of that? No, because they don't tell you that unless you look it up. Do the math, right? Do the math. Okay. So... Yeah, here, here's a here's a, a, a good a good question. This is what you need to ask yourself, right? When is a politician lying to you? When their mouth is moving, one hundred percent, always. Remember that. Lawyers and politicians, when do they tell the truth? When they're dead, because they can't lie about it. <laughs> because they're in fact dead. So that's the only time that there's any truth to any politician or, or any lawyer is when they're deceased. Look, they're dead. Can't lie about that. I mean, they could fake their death, and then they would be lying about it, and eventually they would get caught. But when they're, in fact, dead and you see them, they're dead, and they can't lie. Hey, you dead, buddy? Yep, he can't lie about it. He's dead. She's dead, whatever, right? So I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting annoyed with this. My sister, who was very, has has zero patience for a lot of things, but has been very patient with this whole COVID thing, called me today. She was pissed off because the new mandate went in effect here in California from uh, Gavin Newsom's, Gavin Newsom's, and because he put it back into place, mass mandates started on the 15th. Today's the 17th. She went to a Dollar Tree, Dollar General, one of those dollar things and she walked in the door and one of the cashiers yelled out we gotta have a mask ah! and the whole world turned to look at her it was just like the the invasion of the body snatchers she was found out and she was in public and the one of the body snatchers looked at her and went Aah! and she was found out right so she got pissed off and um she she also has copd because we smoked because that's what we did when we we're young irish stupid people and so she went out and got her mask and came back in because she was humiliated in, in front of everybody in the whole world for not wearing a mask. She was mad. She says, what do you do? I said, I just went to the store yesterday. I didn't wear a mask. Nobody said anything to me. I guess there's a difference when you're a big white man uh, and a woman, right? People aren't going to want to say anything to this guy. It's Santa. Santa! Put on a mask! All the kids are going to be like, <laughs> Now they have a problem with that. Then the lady's going to be mad. How dare you? Yelled at Santa Claus in front of my kids. I'm going to take them home now. They're going to have to go to therapy for 35 years. Yelling at Santa Claus. So maybe that's a plus, right? I walk in, ho, 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 Santa can't wear a mask. I'm immortal. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know what I'm saying. You know, what am I talking about? That's annoying. Yeah, I'm exempt by way of having a brain cell. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> right? Oh, my God, that's good. So we all need to start fighting back against this, right? And I don't mean like, you know, I'm not calling for people to burn crap down. Peter, how are we doing, buddy? Um, Connie, welcome, by the way. I see your name there. I didn't realize that your name was there. Um, I, I got to keep an eye on the chat while I'm talking, right? Normally, I'm on the big screen up here with the big monitor. Now, I'm on my phone, which is a decent-sized monitor for a phone. I got a big phone. However, we need to, we need to start by not shopping at these big box stores that are yelling at you for masks, right? Walmart, Target, all those places. Fine, you don't want my business. I'll go to a mom-and-pop store. But there, because they're a mom and pop store, they're trying to survive. And if they say you need to put on a mask, put on a mask. Because they're the common folk. And, and, and if anything happens, they're going to get in trouble for it. We can get the big guys in trouble for it. They paid for this. Okay? They paid for this. All these large corporations, all these, these freaking, you know, Facebook, YouTube, all these people, Mark Zuckerberg, all these people donate all kinds of money and pay these politicians to do what they're doing, okay? So they're in on it. They're complacent with it. They're in on it. So you need to, to protest these people as much as possible, right? That's how you get them as their pocketbook. They don't give a crap. They were paying all this money out to, to Antifa and, and uh, Black Lives Matter, and they were out looting and pillaging, and they didn't care. All these large corporations loved it. You know why? Because they were burning down all the franchises, not the large corporations, and they weren't stealing from them either. Well, now that all of that's over and there's nothing to do, the people still had that in them. We got to go run around and, and do that, right? Uh, so let's start hitting big box stores. They started going for higher end merchandise. Wait a minute, put on the brakes, the large corporations say. They're getting on the phone, call those guys that we paid to put in office and ask them, what the fuck are they doing? Why aren't you guys doing anything about this? Hello, Miss, Mrs. Lightfoot? Defund the police. Are you fucking out of your mind? Do you see what's going on in your city? No, I don't give a fuck about the people shooting each other. I don't give a fuck about the slaves killing each other. They're stealing from me. You're going to do something about this shit or am I going to have you removed? That's what I thought. Lori Lightfoot, all of a sudden, wait a minute. We need to do something about these people ripping off Nordstrom's because they paid for me to get it off. I mean, uh, because it's a tragedy. These aren't. Nancy Pelosi comes out. Wait, let me take my glasses off because she was all like wild eyed and scared and. She comes out and she says, these aren't people stealing on their way home from work and they don't have any money. These are people stealing for profit. We can't have that. We need to talk to these people. I'm calling to the mayor of San Francisco. These are my constituents. I'm from there. You know that. What are we going to do about I don't care about the slaves killing each other. Why does everybody talk about that? We don't give a shit. We want them to kill each other. No, they're stealing from the rich now. Yes. You saw that on the news. We need to do something about that. Mayor of San Francisco comes out and says, all right, all right, hold on, hold on. That whole, that whole defund the police thing, we're going to rethink that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now they're attacking the people who pay me. I mean, and now they're going after things that are just not right. They're being criminals now. Where before, it was mostly peaceful, burning down coffee shops and mom and pop stores and crashing in windows and stealing all their stuff it was okay because they had insurance. But hey, now... They're going after us and our money. Hold on a tick and let's just settle down, people. We're going to hire more cops again. 
but we're still going to do it in a way that we can, you know, maybe hire counselor cops or something, but we're not going to go back to the Gestapo, just so you guys know. We're not going to go back to the ways of the stormtrooper, which, you know, the other side always wants to paint. Not us, not the Democrats. We want to give you everything, give you everything. We're your friends. So stop stealing from us, please. That's what they're about. So they're all tossing each other under the bus already, right? Yeah, some places, at least some places, they're, they're more polite, right? <laughs> you know, we used to joke about that. There were jokes back in the 80s about that when you would go to the ATM and somebody would walk up and because that's what they would do. They would go to the ATM and they'd wait for you to get the money out of the ATM. They'd walk up and rob you. That's why they put cameras on the ATMs because that was happening a lot. So there was you guys weren't born yet. You don't know that. So on Saturday Night Live and all these late night shows, they would have skits where there would be two lines. One would be the people trying to go to the ATM to get cash, and one would be a robber to meet them there. Hi, my name's Robert. I'll be your uh, Robert tonight. Oh, okay, Robert. Do, 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 there you go. Robert says, thank you very much, and he walks away. And then they go, do, 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 ching and they get their own, and they go, hey, man, this one's mine. I gave mine. This one's you got to rob this guy. And then the next guy would walk up, and he would have to give them money because they were each standing with a knife and point out the other guy would have a gun. You know, the other guy would have a baseball bat, whatever, right? And one of the guys had a potato peeler. Right. And then you would pay them. And that was a joke. And everybody laughed. And it's good to be like that now. It pulls up in a car, 40 or 50 people. They walk in. Oh, hello. We're here to rob you now. Just so you know, nobody do anything stupid. Right. Don't do anything stupid. Like, you know, push a button or start recording or hit 911. Is it 911? And this and this. Why don't you guys just copy us with everything? It's 999 for bloody sake. No, you have to change it. You can't have 999 because that was the phone calls you guys did with the sex thing, right? Yeah, really. So it's 911, is it? Okay, anyone you blokes dial 911, I'm going to bash in your fucking skulls with a baseball bat that I don't seem to have with me. Hang on a second. Arrow. Arrow, where's me baseball bat? I can't threaten these people with no... Thank you, thank you. Arrow's getting it out of the car. So rest assured that we're going to rob you and... Don't forget the hammer. We have to smash and grab, right? Okay, so everybody just relax. It's getting to be that bad, right? So it's, you, know what, you know what we should do? I want to call out to all you guys that are out there doing the smash and grab. Don't beat the patrons. Don't rob from them, okay? Just steal from the store and go. That way, anyone who does actually film you or call the police, you guys don't end up in a riot outside with the cops. You get away, right? Be smart. You guys are stupid. You show up. You grab that stuff. You think it's fun. You're getting out there. Somebody films you, and the next thing you know, the cops are out there in riot gear, and you guys are running for your lives. Do it faster. Be smarter, right? Don't beat up the civilians. Just let them mill about. If a security guard comes over, security guards, you guys don't try to stop these people, right? Not unless the cops are there. Right. I mean, that's it, it, I would teach my people your life is not worth the product. And they hate when you tell them that because the corporation is going, wait a minute. <laughs> I'd rather you die than I lose something. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. Well, hit that silent alarm and pretend you didn't. You know. That stuff needs to stop. Right. All that stuff needs to stop. Let's be serious. So hopefully the cops will show up faster. And when these guys try to come out, they'll just gun them all down, leave them there dead. Wait, did I just say that out loud? Wait a minute. Erase that. I get hate mail for that, right? No, but hey, come on, people. If you're going to keep doing it, go after the rich. Don't go after the poor anymore. Keep going after the rich. It's hurting their, their feelings. 
It's getting in their pockets and they're changing their whole attitude and whole perspective about this lockdown and the mandates and all this stuff because of what you guys are doing. So I applaud you for that, for being uh, a bunch of criminals <laughs> and ripping the place off, right? Use the system the way it is because it's backfiring on, on these guys that are there. And I'm, and I'm applauding you guys for doing that. I would never do that because I wouldn't want to go to jail with those of you who are brazen enough to do that. Um, there are some of us who are actually kind of happy that you are. Just so you know, right? I'm sitting around watching the news laughing every day. Chaos and anarchy. I'm an anarchist, man. I don't believe in any kind of government ruling anybody. So when you guys are out there running around kicking cans, yelling anarchy, I'm with you. I'm with you. I was me when I was younger. I used to go protest the protesters who were protesting the protesters. All right? I did. I remember the people were protesting a military base. And I went out to protest them protesting the military base just because no one was doing it. Right? And the military loved that we were doing it, even though we would turn around, come back the next day and protest them. And they were like, weren't you just here yesterday? Yeah, but it was more fun to be on the other side yesterday than today. Today, we're on the side of we hate you, right? Because I don't like you anyway. You guys should not be here and thinking that you're in control and own us, right? So, so I can play the devil's advocate. I can choose either side. It doesn't matter to me, right? Because I'm about chaos. I'm about the anarchy. And I'm not about chaos in the world, but about no one centralized government ruling the planet. Right? And yes, Peter, I agree with you 100%. And Peter says... Peter says lockdowns and COVID is about to fall flat. Absolutely. It's, it's dropping dead, right? They can't even muster up death numbers now, right? <laughs> and the cases are rising. They're up 500% over last week. Well, if you didn't have any cases last week and you had five people, that's 500% over zero. <laughs> you aware of that? And if you had 50 people and now you have 500 people, again, right? <laughs> that's over 500%. It's actually 5,000%. Right. You understand how that works? So the, the percentage of how much you're up over yesterday doesn't really add up unless you're up to, well, we have 35 percent of our population testing positive per day. That adds up. OK, that's a little scarier. Right. But they're like, well, the percentage of positive rates are at three percent. That means that they're testing 97 percent negative when people are testing for the virus. Do you understand that? So it was up from 3% to 7% after four days. So that's a little higher, but still, that means that there's 93% of all people tested are negative. Do you understand how they do that to you? Right? <laughs> so they, they tell you the little number and make it sound like it's huge. Big, giant leaf over mankind yesterday. Five people on the planet got covid we need to send the military to every corner of the earth to lock all your asses in, in the house because five people out of 7 billion just got COVID. Oh my, oh my. That's what they're doing, okay? That's what they're doing. My reading glasses, uh, let me put on my own ones and see if these work. These are my, my actual bifocals that I keep. Oh, Lord, I may have to clean these, right? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Okay. So I heard one one uh, country once. Let me put my glasses on so I can read it now. I have the wrong glasses on to read that at a long distance here. Let me find the spot with my blending things here. I heard that one country once said they had like ninety four percent vax. And then the next statement was eighty two percent of and eighty was eighty two percent. And the source I heard that from from said they only. The only way that adds up is if only vaxxed are dying off 
and non-vaxxed are surviving. Okay, right? Because you said there was a yeah, 94% of vaccinated rate, but 82% was testing positive, you're right, or dying. So that means that only people were vaccinated pretty much, right? I mean, that's that's almost the only way that adds up. You're right, absolutely. Doesn't add, that math doesn't work any other way, Tony. You're right. Hold on, I have to clear my cache here because when, a, when my cache gets too thick on my phone, um, that causes me to have an issue with my latency here. So, and I figured that out when I'm running that on my phone. Uh, I'm going to get the app and try it with the app because I kind of like the way the phone runs better. If I can just get the share screen portion and, and play the video, uh, this uh, they would go actually smoother than it does on my computer because I don't have to have my computer. I have to kind of reset all the time to get the damn uh, Wi-Fi set. And I know it has to do with the parameters, the way they set up the Wi-Fi, and I shouldn't let the guy set it up the way he did. He's like, well, we're just going to blend the two channels together. Um, that way it's easier for your – no. No, it's easier for devices that are on, that have Wi-Fi to do, differentiate between the two. And I can say, no, I don't want that one. I can say that one. This one doesn't give me the option, right? My phone, I can go to the Wi-Fi setting and go, oh, no, I don't want that Wi-Fi on. Turn that off, and I want to use that Wi-Fi right there instead. Turn that on and load that. I can do that on all my devices that have Wi-Fi. This computer does not, and it has a cord. And it chooses the easiest path of you know least resistance, which is the slow uh, uh, internet that's set up so that your guests can see some things on the internet, but they can't do anything uh, really major, which means I can't run my operating system to play to, to do this on there. I can get on Facebook. I can watch videos on YouTube, but as soon as I go to StreamYard, I can't load it. Or if I try to uh, load StreamYard, uh, I can load it on my phone. I can't load it. Or I can load it on here. No, I can't. I can't do either because for some reason the, the internet speed's too slow on that Wi-Fi. And I have an external Wi-Fi that would just speed it up uh, that I hooked up to that Wi-Fi, but this doesn't have Wi-Fi. It has to have a cord. And I can't hook the cord up to that Wi-Fi. I haven't figured out how to how to jump that. I'm going to see if I have a LAN cord um, with a junction, and I might be able to do it that way. Um, we'll see. Um, and reroute it. It's a different router. And reroute it. Or it's just a LAN cord. So I might be able to, to jinky up the LAN cord between the two and route it that way and use that box instead of the other one which will then go back to that one. And the, but then for some reason that works. I do that on my other, on my laptop that I have out in the living room. I go on the other one and that uses the Wi-Fi from there, which is then hardwired into the other Wi-Fi next to it. <laughs> but I can't, but I sync up to the external Wi-Fi instead of the Xfinity Wi-Fi and it works, it gets to the high speed, right? I went around, it was like going around a firewall, but I can't get this computer to do the same. So that's annoying to me. Yes, you know, I have to go like this to read the chat where before with those was I could do that, but then I can't focus on anything else. So everything else is blurry except for the chat. But I guess I don't need to see myself. So I guess I could put those back on. Because I don't need to see myself. I just need to see the chat, right? So let's do that. So that way I don't have to keep looking like this at the chat all day. When you guys would be looking at my nose hairs that I didn't trim, right? <laughs> right? Okay. So let's get back to, to all this stuff that's going on. So I'm proud of, I'm proud of every one of you anywhere in the world that you are, if you're in any way resisting what's going on, I'm very proud of you guys for doing that. Keep that up and tell everybody to resist. We don't need to start riots. We don't need to burn things down. We don't need to do that stuff. Listen to the peaceful leaders of this planet who many of them were killed because of this to be peaceful, but be peaceful and be defiant and say, no, we're not going to do that. We need to focus away from the fear because that's what they've created a phobia. There is now a generation of human beings that don't know what life is like without wearing a mask. Think about that. 
It becomes normal because that is normal to them because they don't know the difference of a time before. So there's going to be an entire generation that is going to have that in their mind that wearing a mask is was supposed to be the way. Do you understand? Because they don't know any, any difference. It's just like, and I've explained this before when it comes to like taxes on something, right? Some, or here's another example. Let's go with this Homeland Security lockdown from 9-11, right? Temporary lockdown for getting on and off flights, coming in and out of airports around the United States. You're going to have to go through this, this uh, uh, whatever they call themselves, SBA, STA, whatever the hell they're called. Right. You're going to have to go through this screening now and a pat down and go through all your stuff coming and going. And you can't have certain things to take with you on board the flight that was supposed to be temporary 20 years ago. And it's still in effect There's an entire generation who don't remember a time when you could run through an airport with a rifle in your hand to catch a flight. And it was normal. And it was normal. <laughs> OK. You could be running because you're going hunting and you're flying to the place where you're hunting and you're running. Oh, crap, we're late. Let's go. And there's three or four. You're running with rifles right through the, uh, the freaking airport, through the terminals to get onto a plane. And everybody was like, look out. Here they come. They're just running. Get it. Hurry up. They must be late. And no one cared. Oh, they got their rifles. Must be going hunting. All right, fellas. Now. Everybody, the FBI is called out and there's there's freaking drones raining down bombs on these guys and people are tackling guns coming out and they must be terrorists. Look, they're all white guys. They must be uh, racist and, and looking for somebody to hang and shoot, lock them up, hit them over the head, put them in court for murder, even though they didn't do anything. Okay. There's a whole generation that has never lived in a time when they were as free as we were 20 years ago. And we lived in a time where we were less free than we were 20 years prior to that. Do you understand that? So with taxes, here's, the, here's how they slipped in a federal tax. Originally, federal taxes, and they still are, voluntarily given, not mandatory. You don't automatically owe the government money every day of your life out of your check. That was a, a something to give to the government at your discretion. And the government came up with a scheme to make it permanent by saying, well, we'll we can assist you so that you don't forget. And we came up with this idea of how you won't notice the money that you're giving us that it goes away. Do you see? We'll allocate a dollar, two dollars out of every paycheck. You won't even notice it gone. And we'll take that. Do you see? And people said, hey, that's a good idea. I'll sign up for that. And then it was reoccurring. And eventually, when you tried to stop it, they're like, wait a minute, you owe taxes. Well, wait a minute. They just omitted and allowed generations to grow up not knowing that it's not legal for them to force you. And then they did it anyways. Do you understand? This is the way it worked here in America. This is what happened. Okay, And they still know this and say it every now and then. You'll hear one of them pop off and go, you know, although taxes are op uh, you know, optional, you don't have to give money to the federal government. And then they, then they quickly change the subject. Do you understand? But if you try to do that, they call it tax evasion and they come after you because you made money and there is a law that says there are certain taxes that have to be paid, sales tax, but not regular seat tax. So, that's why when when Trump was in office, he was going to get rid of this tax. 
We don't need that. We make enough money off of everything else that we don't need the tax money. God forbid, my God, everybody close their ears. We, we, you're going to take away hundreds of billions of dollars, maybe a trillion dollars a year from extra money for us to play with and spend because we just don't need. Shut up. Shut, what are you telling those slaves that for? They Give us the money. Shut up. That's one of the main reasons why they wanted to get rid of him. Because he was going to stop the federal tax on all Americans. Most people can't even understand the concept. Wait a minute. Aren't we supposed to do that? That's a law, right? How can he just turn that off? He can't just turn that off. Dude, there's no reason for it. It was never turned on. They turned it on with blasphemy, with lies. Right? Peter says, on the subject of planes, we'll never, ever discover the true identity of D.B. Cooper, right? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious right there. Yeah, they, they can't let people know what happened to D.B. Cooper because he got away with it. So we'll never get to know the name, right? What else is being said here? I wasn't paying attention. I was too busy ranting and raving. Let's go back and, and take a look, right? Oh, wait a minute. Let's put that up there. That's my brother. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> he says, get off the gray. No, I'm getting off the white now, Jay. I've been dubbed that by uh, by uh, another uh, a Jedi Knight. He, he dubbed me Gandalf the White instead of Gandalf. He said because I made the transition from Gandalf the Gray to Gandalf the White. Okay, so so let me go up here. Uh, Tony said, um, isn't it legal to avoid taxes, just not evade? Yes, that's one of my purpose to tell you that was. You you don't have to. You can you can avoid. I haven't had. I've only paid federal income tax one year in my entire life. That's all. One year. That was the 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 first time I got married because my wife had her taxes uh, taken out different than mine, and I ended up owing taxes until I set her straight on how she should file her taxes. And I don't pay, and I'm not rich. I don't have those rich loopholes. I just know how to file my taxes, so I don't owe them any money. And people go, well, then they're just giving the government money. They're, they're going to take it from you anyways, because there is some tax you have to pay. Okay, they have they made laws, luxury laws. If you get, uh, you know, uh, uh, if you win the lottery, they get to take twenty five percent of it. And sometimes with the lug with the luxury laws, if you're not right, you don't pay attention the right way, they can take half of it. They do that when, like, uh, I was in retail, and any bonus that we got, whatever the bonus was, the government took half of it as a luxury tax and taxed me. On all of it. So basically, they end up taking like almost three quarters of it, the bonuses. So I never really cared about my bonus because it just bumped me up into a higher tax bracket. And I only got a quarter of it anyways, but I got taxed on a higher tax bracket, which means I ended up almost breaking even or losing money where I ended up only getting a third uh, of the bonus, which is still bonus for me. Right. But it's a bigger headache because it moves me into a different tax bracket. So I never really wanted a bonus. I would always try to kick that down to my employees in some way. Um, you know, pay for extra hours or something like that and not bonus. Uh, and, you know, then the, uh, we would still make the money, but I wouldn't get the bonus. And the bosses were always like, why do you not bonus? Because I want my employees to have jobs. I, I pay for them to be there. And they like that. That's the bonus for me is that they're there. We're making more money. I'm not getting extra cash from you guys, but I'm actually doing my job. And I'm making more money for you than you wanted me to. You wanted 7%. I'm giving you 8 or 9% over last year's budget every year in sales. So you guys should be happy because you're not having to pay out that bonus to me, right? So they're getting their bonus and, they, and they're all greedy. So they don't understand why it is that I'm doing what I'm doing and not and, and allowing myself not to have a bonus because I, I like my 
human citizens better than I like my bonus. And I would rather have, um, yeah, Gray Wolf more like it, Peter. Thank you, right? <laughs> He's responding to what my brother said. Um, so, yeah, see, yeah, Tony says, yeah, I thought that uh, bonuses are uh, are usually taxed too. Yeah, they are. They take like here in America, they take like half of your money, bro. Half your half your uh, bonus. Whenever you get whatever the bonus is, they take half of it right off the top. I give my employees comp, you know, comp time. Yeah, see, there you go. Right. That yeah, I used to do that too. I would have a contest and I would give people like a, a day off with pay, whoever won the contest, and I and it would be a contest that would have to do with work. So people would bust their ass and I would have runner-up prizes too. So it wasn't just one person got stuff. Other people would get like shopping spree or whatever. And we give them like an additional uh, you know, like half off instead of whatever your 10% is, we give you 50% off of whatever, but now you're buying product, right? So so the money's going back into the company, but our employees are getting what they want at a cheaper price, but we're still making sales. I used to do that uh, when we would check our sales for the week and we come within like a hundred dollars and I would say, okay, we're not closing the registers yet. If anybody wants to buy anything, we need to make, a store needs to make a hundred dollars right now for us to, to, to uh, get, you know, to, to pay what we're supposed to pay for you guys to be here. So I'm going to buy something and anybody who needs something, let's all buy it now. Uh, and, and we'll get our employee discount and I'll give, you know, if you buy a lot, I'll give you an extra discount on top of that. Uh, and that's what I would do. And the bosses never squawked at it because um, they were buying the product from the company. But most of the people that work at companies, wherever you work, you usually buy their products. That's why you like, that's why you went to work there because you like the stuff there, right? So people would go and pick up the little knickknacks things that they wanted to buy and they'd buy it and we'd hit our numbers, right? And then they would get uh, better numbers. They So because of that, they had more hours. So they would, you know, spend a little, but that secured their 40 hour work week plus extra bonuses because they were getting more money off of instead of just their piddly 10% or whatever it was that we were giving them. I'd give them 50% off for the day. And it was just, I'm just marking down a product and like a coupon or whatever. And the bosses were like, yep, yeah, that's fine. You made your numbers. We're good. <laughs> right? So you find ways around the system, right. To help your, your people, if you're in service to others, uh, even though they, they don't get it, the ones that are in service to self, it's so foreign to that ideology. It's so foreign to them. They're like, why the fuck would you do that? Why would you even consider that? Just work their asses like slaves, replace the ones who don't want to come in, let the other ones die, and continue going forward, man. Whip them. And that's their attitude. They're your slave. Treat them like that. And that's their attitude. Some people rule like that. Some people would manage like that. I refuse. Yeah. Yeah. Denise said bonuses. By the time that the taxes are taken out, they, you get nothing, but you have to pay at the end of the year. Right. So that's my point. You end up with hardly anything from it because the taxes are taken out and then you pay at the end of the year because you go up in a higher tax bracket. So I would I never wanted a bonus. I, no, you take your bonus. We called those those guys that we called them bonus boys. That's what we called them. Right. So. So all of us who were in service to others, we didn't care about our bonus. We cared about the store, the way it looked, that it was making money and that our employees were proudful and, you know, and, and they really enjoyed their job and what they did and took pride in their work. And then they got money because they, we paid for it. That's how I operated every building I was ever in. And they were always successful, but you have those managers and, and above who are in service to self and they just don't get what you're saying, man. 
they cannot believe you're not ripping people off. How dare you? When you're selling computers, how dare you talk people down? You're supposed to be talking them up and ripping them off. Right. You do that and you sell three computers every month. I do the opposite. And I sell 10. You know why? Because they tell their friends and they tell their friends. These people are honest. They don't rip you off. And they and every time you say, I want this computer because it's the biggest top of the line, they go, well, wait a minute. What are you going to use it for? Do you need this? Right. So that'd be like going to a, a use, you know, a car uh, dealership and you're like, I want that Porsche over there. And they're like, you know, I, I don't, are you planning on, I mean, do you have a midlife crisis? Is it important to you to drive a car that has the looks and are you going to drive at hundred miles an hour everywhere you go? Well, no, no, I'm only going to tool around town to drive Miss Daisy. Well, you shouldn't be doing that in a Porsche. That's just going to waste all your gas and all this. You're going to have to put it in the shop all the time to tune it up because it's a highly tuned machine and it's, and it's designed to be highly tunedly driven. Oh no, I'm not driving on the Autobahn or nothing like that. In fact, I go on the freeway maybe once a year or something. I just drive Miss Daisy around a Cadillac right over there is perfect for you. <laughs> right? Or that, or that hybrid over there is perfect for you. Right. Plug it in and, cruise around town and you're not wasting any smog because you're not going fast enough for it to kick into the engine. And it's cheaper by, you know, 20 or 30 or $40,000. And hand in your boss overhearing that and going, what the fuck did you just do? We could have just put that guy on the hook. Right. And then he's going to end up turning the car in in a couple of years when he can't pay for it. And then that comes out of me because that's how they do that. When you make a sale in sales, you only get paid when the people are paying. If they default, you lose the sale. So you don't get any more money out of it. And sometimes you have to pay money back. That's how that shit works in the, in the sales industry. So it doesn't behoove me. It behooves me to have people on the hook who stay on the hook that keep paying. So I keep getting paid for it. Do you understand? And, but people don't see that. They're just like, make another sale, make another sale, make another sale. The more you make, the more you lose, the more you make them, you're better off. You're doing fine. You're, you're creating the machine's still running. You're still getting paid. No worries. I'm like, well, it's the other way too. It's no worries. It's a conservative way. They're going to, Continue. I don't have to make a sale every fucking day to survive. You do because you keep losing your sales. Do you understand? So this whole thing is the reason I'm telling you all this is it's showing you this dynamic that's behind the scenes in most of what is going on that people don't understand and why this whole COVID thing is happening. Who did it to what end? Right. You have to understand the way they think to understand what is happening. Most people don't understand what they think because, or how they think because they don't know what's actually happening to you all the time by these people and how they're treating you and how they're tricking you and how they have you bought into this society and this way of life that you don't know is any different than it was before. Because if you have been born in the last 30 years, you don't know what it's like to own anything. Because no one does anymore. They don't, they don't even talk about it on the television. They used to give you what it would be for finance charges to own a car, to buy it and finance it to own it. Now they only give you lease options. They don't even talk about you buying the car. They just tell you about how much it's going to cost you to lease it. So you don't even know there's another option unless you're old enough to remember that there's another option. Same thing with houses. They're not talking to you about buying a house. They're talking about people leasing. That's renting with a different word. It's renting. So you lease a car. Well, I don't have to own it, so I don't have to worry about it. I lease it. I take it into their shop, and they fix it for me. I just drive it around. Yeah, but you're paying $750 plus your insurance 
and you have to have full coverage insurance in most states. So you're paying $1,200 for a car you don't even own ever per month. You have to make sure you make that money to drive that car that doesn't belong to you, that someone could come and take from you whenever they feel like it. So do you understand you're now dependent on that car company? And what if the government decides that you don't need to travel anymore? They can tell the car company to come get your car. You don't own it. You're leasing it. And all they have to do is say you did, you uh, broke some agreement that they had, like YouTube is doing with me with a video that I posted over a year ago, claiming that it offends somebody and it was harassment. And I say, could you be more specific? It's an hour and a half show. Could you give me a breakdown of a timeline that this, here's the piece between this and this that I said or did that, that broke your rules? That's when they ignored me sent me back a mail, said, we reviewed your case and we're suspending you for two weeks. Have a nice day. Do you see? Because I asked for, for tell me exactly where it would show me so I don't have to sit here for an hour and a half listening to my own show to find out where I was harassing or bullying someone with something that I said. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. So I have to play it and watch the video and sit there going, is that harassing? Is that harassing? Is that harassing? Is that harassing? What is that? Is that bullying? Is that harassing? And try to find the, this fictitious place that they claim I did something wrong, but they won't tell me what it is that I said and where. Just, it's a part of this video. Oh, so I'm supposed to assume the entire video is offensive? Okay, why? Sorry, sir, you're suspended. My point here is, if they can do that to your video from a year ago, they can come get your car you've been renting from them for 10 years. Just take it. Why are you taking my car? I don't know. I'm just a tow truck driver. you got to call the shop and find out why. you got to call the dealership. Dealership says, I'm sorry, sir. You broke the agreement. You had an agreement uh, that you would not harass our car. And we've noticed that you've driven our car just a little too crazy in the last month. Uh, and that, that breaks our, our agreement. So therefore we're coming to get the car. Right. But what exactly did I do? You broke our agreement. What, what was it that I did? You broke our agreement. I know that you told me that. Well, here's our agreement. Okay. So what was it that I did that did this? Sir, we're taking your car. Have a nice day. That's the same thing. That's what just happened to me. They didn't take my car, but they, they suspended me for, for uh, 14 days and wouldn't tell me why. But somewhere in that video, you did something that we don't like. Well, what then? Something triggered. When did that happen? At that particular moment when your algorithm went click. Oh, bad. Tell me what that point is so I can go click and play it. Sorry, sir. You're suspended. So it's the same with your bank. They don't want you having any cash. They want you to put it all in the bank. Why? They can just go click. You can't get to it. They don't want you growing food in your own house. Why? Because if you have to go to the store to get it, they can just go click, close the store. Take your car, close the store, turn your power off. They can erase you. And if you don't have any liquid assets or assets, then you have nothing. And you're ass out in homeless. On the streets, they can do that to you in this country because they've leveraged themselves to a place where they can do that. Do you understand that? They put themselves in charge and convinced all of you that you don't want to own anything. 
they've already taken your property from you. They've changed and it used to be that you owned the land. Now you don't own the land. Even if you have a deed to the land, you don't own that land. That land is owned by the king. Try to do something with that land without their permission and watch how quickly they tell you that you don't own that land. Go off the grid on your own land and watch how fast they start coming in and finding you because you're taking water out of the barrels that come from the sky. Airspace they own. And the land that you own, the water rights on your land they own. So therefore the water that you're storing in buckets to use for you, we own. You have to pay us for that. That is happening here in America daily. Do you understand that? Water coming out of the sky, the federal government is claiming they own. That's insane. Danny, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Share this out, share this out, share this out, right? So we're not doing alien interview today, as you guys can tell, uh, because I couldn't get the video to play here on my phone because I don't have the app I'm online because my big computer here, which is what my phone's sitting on, um, is uh, has to be hardwired and my Wi-Fi has been having issues since that storm and I can't get onto the high-speed Wi-Fi on my base computer because it doesn't have Wi-Fi, it's hardwired. So I got to find out from Xfinity what the hell their issue is. It was down for a couple days. It was off and on, off and on, off and on. They had a power station explode here in Sacramento. It did. Part, part of it blew up. They cut on film. It was on fire, and then a, a couple of big transformers blew up, knocked the power out. That knocked down the, the uh, Wi-Fi in this area, and they got the Wi-Fi back, but it was shoddy. It was like they put it on a backup or something, and it's not running real well, real well right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Peter says, fuck the government. That is all I will say. Well, and and, it, and some of you guys I'm hearing is it's worse, right? In Australia, it's worse than America. In America, we still have 380 million guns. Okay. The only reason that there's still freedom on this planet right now, we Americans believe, is because that we have guns. Because if they try to lock down other nations and stormtroop, we start buying more guns. So they can't come over here and lock down everything. Uh, in, in America, even though they want to try, they've been trying to figure it out, right? Sorry, uh, uh, people keep talking in the chat, not in the chat, but in the uh, messenger that pops up on my screen because right now, currently, Stephen and Evan Strong are live on another channel promoting the show that we're going to be doing on the 21st. I can't say we, they. I'm going to be helping um, broadcast and speak on that event at 5 p.m. on the 21st, which is Tuesday. Uh, West Coast America time. I'll be one of the speakers right after Omar. Omar's going to speak, then I speak, and then Stephen and Evan Strong come on right after myself. And he's got the whole schedule for the day. So it's 7.30 in the morning, uh, West Coast America time. Uh, Stephen and Evan Strong are going to do a ritual uh, for the solstice, right? We call it the winter solstice. They call it the summer solstice because it is, in fact, winter for us, and it is, in fact, summer for uh, the Australians. So it's a summer solstice uh, um, event for the Australians or that people in that hemisphere of the world. And it's a winner for, for those of us up here. So they're doing an event to venerate the solstice. And this is the third year in a row or third solstice in a row. And I think it's the third summer solstice in a row. So the third year in a row that has to do with the number three, which is the, the, the number three is the energy of this, of us humans on this planet, the three, the six and the nine as below. So above as within, so without. So the, the, so the vibration had to be done three times, one for each year, uh, for the energy of the human race. And they're doing that. And right after that, Omar, Watchers Talk, uh, I don't know who else is, is, is working together uh, with him because I haven't had a chance to get really 
into the details, but he was looking for people to speak and help. And I said, I'll do both. So I'll be helping out during the day uh, with that event. And then I'll be speaking. Uh, and that's going to start right after the event is done, uh, that their ritual is done. Then Omar is going to be um, emceeing and taking control of the, of the whole, maybe he's going to do the whole operation. I don't know. Either way, it's, it's going to be having to do with Watcher's Talk and, and um, full spectrum, full spectrum, spectrum universe, Orion Rising, because I'm going to be helping. And I think maybe even Greg Bornstein, he usually helps out too. And I forgot what his show is called. <laughs> he's got a, a podcast too. Okay. So, and I'm sure we'll have Clarence Mitchell there and all the, all the, the, the uh, usual suspects will probably be involved in that. I don't know for certain because I haven't gotten into all the details. Yeah, Rob is going to be helping as well. He's the one that contacted me to for Omar. Omar had so told him, please contact him and, and see if he wants to come in. Omar didn't realize that that he and I were on speaking terms still. Or again, we had a falling out uh, six months ago, and so we weren't talking to each other. And um, for you know, we did work together a couple months ago. We decided that because you know our friendship is more important and working and, and bringing the message to you guys was more important than whatever bullshit we had going on where we were at each other's throat. So we, we made a peace offering to one another, laid down the spear, and, and uh, now we're collaborating again and working. And I'm, I'm happy to uh, be, uh, you know, uh, um, working with them and help them promote the stuff that they were doing, right? Uh, so we worked together on another webinar uh, and both spoke on there. And then we were both uh, together there on the panel and that's kind of where uh you know um, that was breaking the ice for i think for the both of us and, and so now we're uh we're good right <laughs> so so rob is going to be there because he's the one who came to me i know that for sure and then i talked to omar and and he's the one that's setting up the whole thing um so i don't know if he's going to be broadcasting in on Streamyard or crowdcast i really i don't know any of that uh because it's not my gig i'm just one of the one of the helpers and no speaker right so uh but it will be on tuesday the the 21st uh, which is the solstice, right? So that'll be that'll be pretty badass. You guys should tune in. Look for the uh, links for that. I don't have them here. This was last minute because I was going to do everything on my um, big computer uh, and all that. I could just went point click, point click, point click, and it would have been all good. But because I'm on here, it's kind of limited. I can't share screen here for some reason. I can do videos and all that. I can't load a video and share it here because I, I guess this doesn't have the option. Don't know why. I'll check the app and see. Hopefully that works and I can share it. Otherwise, I have to get my Wi-Fi situation figured out with uh, Xfinity or fire them and get somebody else, right? Yeah, that's the way you do it, right? So definitely. So Tony says, uh, sharing the, the speaking stick in, instead of uh, wielding a spear, right? Good on you guys. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, that, that's exactly the truth. Though. That's His words were, that he, I put down the spear, he said, I usually would say, you know, bury the hatchet, right? Because that's more of a, Viking thing, you bury the hatchet because you're not going to kill anybody with, right? So you're putting it away, right? But yes. So, and then that's, you know, for the betterment of everyone, we needed to do that. We both know that. Um, we just got on each other's nerves and, you know, and we were both at fault for it. And it was, you know, it was, I didn't tell him something I should have. Uh, and uh, because of that, uh, that hurt his feelings and he was right. Right. So I understand that. That's why I um, was not really concerned with because I don't worry about really what, what people say or think unless it's somebody who's, you know, getting mad at me for something I didn't do or whatever. Then I go, oh, come on, man. Right. So it's different. But if, if he was like a, a, you know, just a troll, I would have been like, oh, yeah, <laughs> get out of mommy's basement and do something. OK. So uh, there I was talking about Joe Biden. <laughs> get out of mommy's basement and do something. Right. So let's talk about that. OK. 
So everybody out there voted for Joe Biden because he wasn't the orange guy. That's like saying I voted for the devil. I didn't know he was the devil. I thought that guy was the devil, and it turns out he wasn't. It was this guy, but I didn't know that. So it's not my fault when you voted for him. It is your fault. <laughs> okay. We vote in the president and we vote out the president. So if you don't like him, you vote for the other guy. That's what people did. Well, now there's buyer's remorse. And the reason I say that is he already didn't have any, any um, um, likability with the Republicans. So all of the numbers that he had, his percentage is only Democrats to begin with. Right. So if he has a 56% approval rating, obviously, the, then that either means they've asked uh, more Democrats than they did Republicans or some Republicans like him, right? So you have to assume that some you know, moderates uh, are okay with that. I'm more of a moderate. I'm not, a, I'm not registered a Republican. I'm not registered a Democrat. I'm not registered. I'm registered as no party affiliation because you can't say you're an anarchist. Anarchy is not a, a, a political party. In fact, anarchy is the absence of the anti-establishment, the absence of. So, I, so you, they won't let you put yourself down as anarchist party, right? Because, and, and if you're a true anarchist, you'll never do that because that's against what you stand for, right? So I registered as no party affiliation. That's the best protest you can do and still vote. Do you see? Right. And I used to not never vote. Just, you know, I was an anarchist my whole life, being a hippie my whole life. And never wanted to play the game. I voted once for president, and that was for Ronald Reagan in the second term. I had just turned old enough to vote for him in the second term. I was 18. I voted for him. I was actually 17, but I was going to be 18. Um, so they allowed me to if, because of the timeline. It was so close to my birthday or whatever. I'm not sure exactly how that worked. But I was old. I was able to go and vote, and I did. That was the first time because I was eligible for the first time. I never voted again for a president until this last term. No joke. Because I didn't believe in it. And, I, and I, I thought that it was crap and it didn't matter. And then I realized over the course of time, taking civics courses and that kind of stuff, right? That, yeah, let's go, Brand let's go, Brandon will never die. I agree with that, right? And I, I'm going to get hats and shirts for that on it. Let's go, Brandon. Hashtag, let's go, Brandon. I love that. That's going to become synonymous like, you know, somebody being a Karen. And I feel sorry for people whose names are Karen. <laughs> right? <laughs> Right. I feel bad for that. Um, that's just like, you know, with the Irish and our names being Mick, right? If you had a Mick name or a Mac name, right, people would call you that. Well, that means boy or son of, right? <laughs> In Gaelic, it depends on which one, whether it's Gaelic or Gaelic, but either way, it, it means either son of or boy, right? Um, so people, you know, they think, some people, you know, think it's a, it's a, a slur, right? But it is. To, to us, it's not. That's the same thing as the N-word. Right. You can't say it if you're white because you're racist if you do. But if you're black, you can say that word every other fucking word, man. And nobody cares. Right. It's a it's a it's a, a mantle to them. It's the same thing where they used to call the, the Irish, you know, the bug Irish or the or, you know, Mick, Mick Irish or whatever. Um, oh, look at that Mick, you know, uh, and, and we get offended at that. You can fucking call me that. You can't call me that. But I'll call every Irish. Hey, Mick, me do it, Mick. We do that all the time. Right. So it's, so it's the same. And people don't think that it's the same because we don't like freak out. What did you call me? Oh my God, you can't call me that. You're racist. But it's the same racism. Are you aware of that? <laughs> it's the same racism. For some reason, when you're racist against white people, it's not racism. And no one considers it. That's just something you say. Unky, cracker, right? 
all those, you know, whatever, whatever else they say now, besides, you know, now they say a racist. Right. And it's okay. But if you say like, you know, Jew, that's racist. And you call somebody a, a, a spick, that's racist. And you call somebody a chink, that's, that's racist. Right. But yet, if you call a white guy any racist slur, it's not racist. It's, in fact, it's funny. And it's okay. See, so that, that's the reverse racism that we deal with every day that you guys refuse to see that white people deal with every day. More people are racist towards white people than white people are towards any other race. But the problem is there's the one or two, you know, is there's probably, I would say, I wouldn't know how what the percentage is, right? But it's nowhere near like they're like, everybody's secretly racist. That's like saying everybody's secretly gay. It's just not true. Okay? It's just not true. Not everybody's gay. Not everybody is gay, period. Some people are just fucking straight. All right, and, and it proves that the majority of the people on this planet are straight. You know why? We have 7 billion people on this planet. Because somebody's doing something, right? And somebody's putting sperm into a female and getting pregnated and having children, right? So that means the guy liked doing what he was doing and the woman liked doing what he was doing. And they decided to get together and have children. Now, you can do that with any of that, without any of that these days. I get it. But I don't see that being on television as something like, you know, you can go down to the to the store and pick up alcohol and cigarettes and food and get gasoline and go to the bank anywhere on any street corner. You can get these things and they televise it on television all the time. In vitro fertilization is not the the number one contraceptive or the number one conception device on this earth right now, or it would be all over television, and you'd have a place you could go to, go to the bar. Right after you go and get conceived and you, now you're pregnant, go get drunk or the other way around, right? You see what I'm saying, right? I'm going to go to the store and while I'm out, I'm going to get impregnated. So I'll be back in about two hours. Okay. Remember to pick up eggs while you're out, okay? You don't hear those things happening. So that means the people are procreating the old-fashioned way and they're enjoying it. <laughs> Not everybody's gay. <laughs> Not everybody's prejudiced. Just a thought. Right. Just thought I'd throw that out there for those of you who are who are thinking for yourselves. Right. You're thinking. Are you in there? Are you thinking for yourself? If you start thinking for yourself, you start breaking the conditioning. And guess what happens? Right. <laughs> yeah. As, as in minus the bow. Yeah. The arrow with it. That's yeah, right. <laughs> that's good. So I like that. <laughs> Here, let me put that up on the screen so you guys see what I'm talking about. Those of you who are going to hear this on the MP4 file, you won't know what the, what is. I said it, so but you, there's a picture of a bow with an arrow that is there that Julie put on there. So that's funny, Julie. Okay. So what is this right here? And Tony said, I'm not seeing some people's comments. Are you only streaming on Facebook? Yes. Um, so, yeah, the, the only comments that you're seeing are from Facebook. Uh, because I'm, uh, well, you would normally, if you were on Facebook, you wouldn't see the comments. I think you do anyway, do you, from, um, from YouTube, but I'm not on YouTube because I'm in YouTube jail. They put me in jail. They did this last year at the same time uh, where they put me in jail for two weeks uh, and um, for something I did a year ago. They did the same thing to me the other day. They put me in jail for two weeks because of a video I posted a year ago, Tony. So I am only on Facebook. So I'm just reading the comments from Facebook. Uh, that are on here. Um, so some of the comments I might just be making and you think that it's in the crowd. It might be me saying it, but uh, I usually tell you who said it when I read it, right? So if you hear me saying something and I don't tell you who said it, that's because it's something that I'm just saying, right? Um, but I am reading some of the stuff that people said, right? Sherry's been saying a few things. 
Um, so let's see what Tony says. I, I think the comment you read out, read out that I didn't see appeared after I put my, oh, okay. Okay. That, okay. So you, for, for whatever reason, it, so it came through it because there's lag, right? So I'm getting it before you're getting it and I'm reading it to you. And then it popped up on your screen because there's time lag from what I'm saying. So I was having that same issue um, the other day when when uh, when we were doing um, Skull Island, I was running it and there was a and there was a lag, but there was a lag for me as well. So when I was hitting the screen for it to come up, I wouldn't see it, but everybody else was seeing it for like a second, and I was like, "Where is it?" And then I would see like well, like Mike was reading it, <laughs> right? And I'm like, "Okay, so they so it just took a second, so there was an actual lag for me as well." But I noticed that that happens sometimes with the you guys. Uh, depending on your connection or wherever you're at. And there's always a lag anyway. It's set up that way. All broadcasts when they're live, they always do a 15 to a 30 second lag anyways, right? Um, so so I have that set up. So when it pops up on the screen, you may not see it, but I do. And then you see it as I'm saying it or after I'm done saying it, right? Yeah, so that depends on where you are in the world and what kind of internet connection you have because it might be a longer lag for you than a, a 15 second. Right. Um, so a lot of times that happens. And I realize that while I'm talking, I'll ask somebody a question. I have to wait for the lag for them to hear it and then wait for them to answer. And it usually takes a minute or two before I get an answer, even though to them it was instantaneous. They heard it, typed it, sent it back to me. But for me, it's been over a minute. While I've moved on. And then I go back to what people say. So yeah, so yeah, Tony says, yeah, Tony says, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that coming in in years back, live is is no longer live, <laughs> right? And, well, they did that when um, when you have to dump people when, sometimes when they're talking. So what happened was uh, they set up live to be a, a, a live delay because if somebody says something, you can hit the button and, and go beep and, and bleep them out, uh, or you know, completely just have you know no no sound right then. Um, they did that on purpose because they got into started getting into trouble on lives where people would accidentally say something they weren't supposed to, cussing or whatever that was against the rules. So, so live is never really live anymore, right? I think you can fix that. I think I can go in there and turn that off, but there still ends up a lag anyways because it's set up into the system. So, some places we have to realize when we broadcast, if we say yeah, do a lag of 15 seconds, we may be broadcasting on a place that also lags you for 15 seconds. So then you have a 30 second lag and not know about it. Right. Um, that does happen. That's happened before where we've realized that. Kevin, welcome. Yeah, a week till Christmas, right? Yeah, then I'm out of a job, right? I'll have to take off to shape my beard and, and, and my mustache and beard off again. Right. I'm out of a job. No more ho hoing. <laughs> you guys see that commercial where the guy comes in, he goes, ho, 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 ho. Right? And the girl looks at him and goes, uh-uh, Santa don't roll with that many hoes. I'm about to die. That's funny. It's on a sitcom. Uh, Santa don't, don't Santa don't roll with that many hoes. There was a, a, a joke that was on the internet forever, and I had it. I printed it out. It was a cartoon that somebody drew, and uh, Santa Claus was on the stand in court, <laughs> right? And there was a, a lawyer sitting, and he was talking to the judge, and he had this this client with him, and and she was and she was an African American woman. And he's and he's very adamant. He's yelling and he's pointing at the at Santa Claus and he says, "Your Honor, the defense, the defendant, not once, not twice, but three times called my client a hoe because <laughs> he said ho 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 and she sued him." 
So it's funny, right? That was a funny cartoon. I kept that for a long time. And then I don't know what happened to it. It disappeared with, I used to have a folder with all a bunch of cartoons in it that I would keep in the file. And somebody must've saw it and took it because they thought it was funny. Either that or I forgot it and threw it out somewhere when I moved, right? That's hilarious. So Sherry says, my, my witness, my witness me got into trouble today. I wrote, I wrote braids in my hair laugh out loud was funny. I'm not sure what that means, right? <laughs> you wrote braids in my hair, laugh out loud, it was funny. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, Sherry, you got to tell me a little bit more about what you're saying there, right? So <laughs> I'm not quite sure. You have to allude to a little bit more than that. Okay. So so let's get back on point, right? Instead of me joking around and playing around, let's get back on point. So the, all of the things that they're, that they're selling you, when they make changes, some of us think they're subtle and some, and they always tell us that they're, that they're not permanent, but they don't want to give anything back. That's where they are right now with this COVID thing. They want this to be permanent. They want the lockdowns to be permanent because they want you getting used to them telling you what to do. Okay. Them being in charge and dictating to you with mandates, whatever they want, change all rules of life by a word of mouth or just signing a piece of paper. That's a proclamation now from the King. This is law. Boop. And you have no say and no vote for it. Okay. This administration did that in the first hundred days. They signed over 185, almost 200 pieces of document that changed 200 things with a sign of a pen. And none of you uh, voted for it. None of you voted for it. None of you were okay with it. None of you knew about it. And they did it. And they did it proudfully on television in front of you and changed everything in our economy to where it is now without your say and your complacency in allowing them to do that because you thought it was funny because it wasn't the orange guy anymore. And now you're paying record prices for gasoline, record prices for all your food at the stores, record prices for everything you're paying for the highest cost you've ever had in your life. And it's getting worse. Okay. So they signed away free energy because we were self-sufficient and we were making billions of dollars selling energy to the rest of the planet. We, the United States, was the number one deporter of, exporter of raw energy to the world, more than the Middle East. Okay? We were selling more gasoline to the rest of the planet than they are in, currently in OPEC. We were making all of our own textiles. We were making all of our own steel. We were making all of our own shit our own coal, our own natural gas, everything was ours and we were selling it to the world. And soon as the Joe Biden got into office, he said, all of you are fired. We're no longer doing that. Go home. You don't have a job, but we'll give you a new job when the green new deal starts going and working and we'll have a job for you. Trust me. They'll be there for you. Okay. So that put us back on OPEC and they're charging us $160 a barrel of gasoline when we were paying $35 a barrel for our own gasoline that we were making ourselves. Do you understand the difference? So gasoline was $1.50 to $1.80 across the United States. It's now almost $5 everywhere you go. Do you understand that? A gallon of milk is, is $6, more than a gallon of gasoline. Milk used to be $1, right? Right? box of crackers 
any one of the Nabisco brands. When I was in Arizona, it was under a dollar. Now they're $5. Do you understand? Do you get this? Chickens, whole chickens, rotisserie chickens. They used to be $5.99 10 years ago. They used to be $9.99 a year ago. And if you guys looked at the prices of them now, $14 and $15. They've gone up $5 a chicken in less than 10 months. Do you understand that? Have you gotten a raise of $35 an hour? No, you're losing money because only way that you can augment that is that you have to be getting paid at least 30 to $35 an hour for your money to go exactly the way it went in December of last year, a year ago. Do you understand that? Minimum wage needs to be for you to be breaking even with your dollar needs to be at $35 an hour currently for you. If you're still making seven to 10 to $12 to $14 an hour, you're making less money by half of what you were making last year at this time because of the cost of living for you. And you know why that is? Because a stroke of a pen by a guy named Biden. And if you think I'm lying and you think it's all Trump's fault, look it up. Look it up. Stop going to, to your news station and believe in what they're telling you because 90% of them are telling you Democratic uh, uh, talking points, propaganda. And the other, the other 10% is telling you Republican propaganda, okay? There is nobody out there. That, there's maybe one or two independent stations who actually are telling the truth about what's going on in the news, being real newscasters. So if you want to know what's going on, turn on CNN, Watch it for an hour, turn on Fox, watch it for an hour, remember, or go back and forth every few seconds, whatever you want to do. Listen to the lies, listen to the lies, and treat them like you would two children, okay? You listen to the lies, and you get the real picture of what they both claim is going on and agree to what's going on. There is a picture that they both agree to that's going on, and they're pointing it at each other. It's his fault and his fault. Their fault, their fault. You did it because I did it because you did it. No, you did it because I did it. And I did it because you did it. You did it first. No, -uh, you did it first. No, -uh, you did it first. No, -uh, you did it before. No, -uh, that was the time. And then remember, you did it before that. Those are five-year-old kids talking. And that's what's going on in the news with the politicians. They are so old that they have now regressed maturity level. And they're arguing like six-year-old children banging their fist, standing in the Congress and the congressional caucuses that they have in the House and the Senate, and they are five-year-old children. You did it first and you know it, and you you're going to tell everybody, and I'm telling on you, because you did it first and we're going to do it back to you. As soon as I get in power, we're going to pack the court. We're going to pack the court because you elected a whole bunch of Republican judges, and now we're going to have to, we're mad. So when we get there, we're going to do the same thing. So look out. That is a five-year-old child being stomping and throwing a tantrum. And these are the people that are in charge of your parliaments. Look around the world. It's the same thing happening. They're old people, and old people have absolutes. They get dementing, and they say dementing things, and you have to see them when they say that. 
It is not okay for a human being to say, well, you know what? These people who refuse to get vaccinated, maybe we should just let them die. That is not something an adult says. That is something a child says. And people are saying that on CNN daily. If you don't get the shot, you don't deserve to live. Do you understand what they're saying to you and about you? Do you understand what you're saying when you say that about someone else? So should we be euthanizing our children the second they're born because they don't have the shot? Kill them. They weren't born with an immunity. They're useless. We should let those people die. When does that stop? Do we start deciding that we're living in a society like Logan's Run and anybody above the age of 35 must die? Because if we're starting it with COVID, well, what about who? Hey, everybody needs to get a flu shot. You don't want a flu shot? Execute that man. He's a super spreader waiting to kill us all off. So that so we're going to try, uh, charge him for a precog crime. Your crime in the future, future crime is going to come and kill you because you refuse to get the shot, which means you're going to murder somebody in the future at some point. We don't know when, but we know that it's going to happen because you don't have a shot. Therefore, we're going to kill you now before that happens. Then we're going to start looking at people's DNA and say, well, they're predisposed to think for themselves. So we have to eradicate that DNA line. Don't think this isn't coming. Don't think that they're not already planning that and thinking about it. It's crazy enough to think that they're saying that about people with COVID, but they are. Right, Tony says, I think I said in a comment on your show before, I've said since about month or two or three since COVID, we would be better off letting uh, 10-year-old school kids run the country, right? I don't know if you said that on my show or not, but you're you're absolutely right. There would be more sense than these insane, yes, incompetent, uh, yeah, the government, that's no joke, because kids have compassion. Children have compassion still. They haven't been corrupted by society to hate yet. And so if you ask a kid if they're in service to others, they're going to answer with an in service to others answer. Do you think that, Billy, Billy, you're, you're six. Do you think that people should be put to death because they don't get a, a, a cold shot? Really, it's going to be, that's so foreign to him. It's going to be hideous. What? No. Kill people because they didn't get a, a shot? What does that mean? Old people, kill them. Kill them all. Line them up. They're my enemy because they're voting for the other guy. You need to die. That is dementia. Do you understand that? That is a sickness of the brain what people get when they're old and their cognitive abilities is going away. I know I'm taking care of my 77 year old mother who has that condition. She doesn't say those things about people because she's in service to others, not service to self. So these people, Nancy Pelosi is further off than my mother is who has been diagnosed and can't take care of herself. She can't remember to take her own pills. I have to give her her pills. I have to put them all together, day to day, morning and night. And I have to go and get them for her and give them to her. And I can't give them all over because I give her vitamins too, and there's too many, and she'll choke on them. So I have to give them half. Take this, please. And I put the other half in my hand. Take a drink of your water, and I put those other ones in here. She finishes, and I watch and make sure she doesn't drop any of the pills when she puts them in her mouth or drinks. Here, Mom, take these too. 
Is that what's going on behind the scenes with, with Joe Biden and we don't know about it? Here, Joe, take these. Yeah, good boy. Yeah, take that, drink some of your water. Good, good. Let me have that back. Yeah. And then you check to take them all. Yeah, good boy. And then he becomes a little bit more cognitive. Okay, Joe, here's the plan. We're going to have you speak for 26 minutes. We'll tell you on the teleprompter it's time for you to leave. You do not take any questions. You do not answer any questions. You just turn around and walk away. Do you understand that? Yeah, yeah, I got it. I'm the president. I get it, yeah. Then he gets out there and goes, you know what? We got secrets. <laughs> okay? Think about that. Would you want your grandmother running the country? That's what's running the country is our grandmother and our grandparents. I look older than they are with all this white hair. I'm only 54. I look like Santa Claus. Santa Claus lives forever, right? They don't. Those people are in their 80s and 90s. Some of them in their mid to late 70s. They are too old to govern. They should have to take a cognitive test once every three months. And it should be public. And it should be mandatory. And if you can't pass the cognitive ability test, you are retired. Have a nice day. You can no longer function because you can't pass the test. Therefore, you are not fit. You're not fit to drive. We're okay with people taking driving away from people when they're too old. Why are we letting them stay in office? until they die of old age or someone in their family convinces them they need to give away the keys. We need to have term limits on everything, people. I don't care if you got into office at 25 years of age. You can't stay there until you're 90. We need to stop that. Because we wouldn't have so many people that are so involved and wrapped up with the government because they get in there and they go, I'm going to be here for 50 years. Look at Joe Biden. I'm going to have people pay me to sit on my ass and schlep yes or no on shit for the next 50 years, and I'm going to be making policy the way I want to. Because they tell you something when they're in front of you, in front of the cameras, back home. Then they get to Washington where you're not watching, and they do whatever the fuck they want. And you don't know it. And you're so, you guys are so trusting it's not your fault because they distract you with so many things you don't think about what they're doing. But they put it on television because they have to. So it's there on C-SPAN. And everybody gets to see C-SPAN for free, but no one watches it because it's fucking boring. And it takes a long time to sit there and watch them go through the shit that they do. So nobody wants to fucking watch it. And they do that shit on purpose because then you go, fuck this. I got other things to do. Uh, we put them in office. They're supposed to be doing what they're – and they don't. They're only getting themselves richer and entrenching themselves lobbyists and money from fat cats more and more and more and more. And you're complacent with it. You know why you're complacent with it? Because they told you to be. And you can say all you want. I'm not complacent with it. I don't agree with it. But you're allowing it. That's complacency. Do you understand that? That's like saying you didn't lie to somebody when you didn't tell them they were in danger. That's lying. You allowed them to not know something they should have known. So omitting something is a lie. So pretending, well, I, I, I didn't vote for them. Pretending that you are against what they're doing, but not doing anything about it is complacency. Look the word up. That's what that means. Doesn't mean you agree with it. It means you're, you don't strongly disagree with it enough to do anything about it. 
What can we do? We can't do anything. What do you mean, what can we do? When people speak, they listen. They have to. And if they don't, we start hitting them in their pocketbooks. Look at the looters and the pillagers. They didn't care and thought it was great when they were doing their bidding. When they were attacking all the mom and pop stores. And they were burning them down. And stealing all their stuff. They didn't care because it was middle class America. The second it started hitting their shit, they changed their minds. And all of a sudden now they want something to be done with the police departments because they're losing money. So when you speak, they listen. Do you understand that? We can't do anything. Yes, you can. You have the power of creation for fuck's sake. Right? Tony said sin by commission, sin by omission. Right? He also said, I assume that's roughly what you're talking about by B12. Oh, you're you guys are talking about something else here, though. Right? I have just been learning via YouTube. Science talks about benefits of a B or DB complex. I'm now taking CD, zinc, magnesium, and oh, yeah, and me too, by the way. <laughs> yes. D, B, C, zinc, magnesium. Um, what else? Are we missing anything? Um, turmeric. Yeah, you definitely, you guys, you guys are having a conversation. That's what that was about. But yes, um, so B12 is a B complex. There's many, you know, because there's B1, 2, there's B3, 5, 7, 9, 12. Uh, but if you get the whole complex, then it's always good for you. All the vitamin Bs, because like folic acid is a B7 or something like that. Um, there's a lot of the, the acids that are, that are vitamin B, and they all help you with different things within your body for your body to do. So it's very important. And with all this COVID, the B vitamins, the D vitamins, the zinc, was very important in the vitamin C. All that's very important to take. Um, I take those daily and I take uh, large quantities uh, of them. I don't take as much as I could because then if I get something, I can still boost even more. But I take a shit ton of stuff to boost my immune system at all times. Because if you don't, niacin, et cetera, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Julie says, I take all of those turmeric. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you have to. These days, I've been doing that for a lot longer than COVID. I started doing that. Um, most of that stuff I started doing probably 10, 15 years ago, probably 15 years ago. I'm a hippie. So, I mean, I was already onto this. I didn't have to change anything. I just checked the dosage. And when everybody was talking about, you know, what helped and what didn't. And then when you found this stuff all over the world where people were uh, talking about that. And then, of course, you come here. They're like, there is no conclusive evidence. When I tell you that 100 times over uh, a day, if I could. Anytime somebody says there is no conclusive, there is no conclusive evidence that that does anything. That's a lie. Okay. And what they, what they're doing is they fall back on that. They paid the food and drug administration to, to say that nothing natural can be considered medicine and can do have any medicinal purposes. Only something that has been synthesized by a pharmaceutical company is now considered medicine. So vitamin C, because it happens naturally in nature, they tell you that really doesn't have anything to do with anything at all in your body. And there is no definitive proof. There's another word they use, no definitive proof that that does anything. But we'll give you this, which is basically what vitamin C is that we manufacture. And that's a medicine. Right. They do that with what is this? Uh, uh, the MCT oil or no, there's another one with the, the uh, three, six and nine, uh, the omegas. 
they have this other one that they've manufactured that's not natural it's not squeezed out of out of uh, fish or squeezed out of uh, 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 like um, um, nuts or you know because you can get the one of the or the omega three I think is from sunflower seed oil um, so because it's not from something in nature um, they 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 give you this this high pollutant like they do that with the CoQ10 they have this new CoQ10 that's not an all natural CoQ10 it's something they manufactured and this is high potency and it's better than the other CoQ10s right so what they're doing is they're they're upselling you. Uh, to their chemicals. And then they say that's medicine and the Food and Drug Administration says it's medicine and it does something. So they have redefined what medicine means. And medicine doesn't mean anything in nature that can help you or has any kind of purpose or acts like anything that a pharmaceutical company could manufacture. Only that that is manufactured by, and they have a list of approved manufacturer companies who have paid and patented for that stuff can be medicine. And that is what they have uh, distinguished in the United States of America, according to the Food and Drug Administration. Okay. So, so you guys can look that up. So they, that's why they say that all the stuff that you take that's holistic, that comes from nature, there's no definitive proof that does anything for you. Because the Food and Drug Administration won't allow it to be considered medicinal because it's free. You can get it out of your backyard. Right. And that's where they are. That's what they've done with reality. OK, they've done it with everything else. They're doing that with everything else. This is my point. They've said that the only way to achieve herd immunity is now through a vaccine. So something happened in the human genome. In 2019, that does not allow us to reach herd immunity unless we have a, a vaccine in our system, according to them. They haven't said that. They've just omitted that people can develop herd immunity by naturally getting the virus and getting over it themselves without the shot. They've omitted that. And they're telling you the only way you're safe is the shot. Your immune system can't handle this. It's a disease, they're telling you. And it's called SARS-CoV-2. SARS is, in fact, a flu virus, not a disease. Well, it gives you COVID-19, which is the disease. No, it gives you the autoimmune deficiency syndrome, which is AIDS. But because they use that word already for that scary disease that gay people get, or people using anyone else's needles get from someone who's gay, that they can't use that term anymore because when people hear that, they created fear for 40 years of the word AIDS. But AIDS just means autoimmune deficiency syndrome. It's because your immune system gets overwhelmed with all the, the things that you have going on with you and it cannot continue to sustain your life and you slowly die. You catch a cold and your body can't fight it off and it turns into pneumonia and your body can't fight it off and you die. That's what AIDS is. They're claiming COVID-19 is the same thing because it is. What happens is you get COVID or you get the SARS-CoV-2 you have, you have comorbidities, meaning if I got it, I have COPD. That means that anytime I catch any upper, upper respiratory problem, it goes straight into my lungs or any virus tries to go straight in my lungs because it's the weakest and turn into pneumonia because it's the weakest point. Then I have type 2 diabetes and I'm overweight. So now all of those factors play against me if I get any flu or cold virus. Doesn't matter whether it's a SARS-CoV-2 all flu bugs, I have to 
proceed the same way. And my mother who has congenital heart disease, I have to do the same thing with her. So the COVID lockdown is normal for those of us who already have pre-existing problems. We've already been living with it and living that way. Now you just added something that was more contagious than the rest. Doesn't matter. The death rate is still the same for us. The threat is still the same for us. It's no higher than it was. It's just that cold and flu virus, for those of you who don't die from it, is really fucking bad, right? So you guys get it, and you're like, oh, my God, that was the worst thing I ever got in my entire life. I've had some, uh, I think I had the avian flu, which is another SARS flu, uh, back in the day, because I had the most horrible flu I ever had in my entire life. Uh, my intestines swelled up and everything. I thought I was going to die. Um, my pants wouldn't fit. I was like, oh, my God, I need to go to the doctor. And then I couldn't keep any food down, and I was trying to keep medicine down and get anything I, in me I could. And I kept trying to boost my immune system. And after like four days or five days, all of a sudden I, I was able to use the, you know, the restroom and I was, everything started going away. And then I kept pumping stuff in my body that I could keep down and I got over it, but it was the worst flu bug I had ever had. It took a while to get over. And my, in, my intestines hurt and everything for probably a month afterwards, I was in, in pain. It was bad. And, and I probably should have gone to the hospital over it. And it probably could have killed me, but I was younger and I was fit and I was in shape and I, and I refused to lay down and die. So, so I was okay. But now I'm immune to that, right? That's herd immunity. Herd immunity is not achieved by a vaccine. It's achieved by people getting the virus, whatever it is, and their body developing antiviruses to it, antibodies to the virus. They survive that. And now it's on my hands, my skin, everything. Okay, so when I shake your hand, I give you the good virus from off my hand. My hand is has sweat in it. In my DNA is the answer to the SARS virus if I've gotten it and I've gotten over it. So now if I kiss you or I hug you or I shake your hand or I have to cough on you or sneeze on you, you're getting the bad bacteria, but you're also getting the immunity to it. You're getting the good bacteria. So them telling us, cover up your mask, don't touch anybody. Community. That's the whole purpose of them telling you all the mask mandates to lie to you so that you don't achieve herd immunity faster and you and lingers on longer so they can keep telling you that you're going to die. Lock down, lock down, be afraid, be scared of your own people, your own family. Don't touch your family. Don't touch your wife. Don't touch your kids. Don't touch mom. You might kill them. If you've been out in public, don't touch them until you've gone through total detox. You got to go in your house and take a shower and have somebody hose you down and, and wash all of your pores and, and scrub and scrub and scrub like you see in the radiation treatments. And then you can come into the house and touch your mom and your dad because you've killed all viruses and bugs and detoxed everything in your body to make sure that you don't have it. Stay away from everybody for 14 days. The reason that they want you to do that is so that you don't pass on the good antibodies. They're not trying to save your life. They're not trying to save your life. They're trying to prolong this virus as long as they can. And then they're going to tell you there's going to be a new mutation every six months or so. Because you know why? Viruses mutate like that normally, forever. Okay? So they're like, well, there's a new virus, and this one might be deadlier than the last. They never get more deadly unless they're tinkered with in nature, ever. Okay? The first time something hits... When something becomes a virus and it's transmittable to humans, and you should know that 90% of every virus that you've ever had and experienced in your life was actually genetically uh, enhanced by humans before it became uh, uh, 
readily available to uh, operating humans. And people have whistleblown on that and told you about that. We created the anthrax virus. We created, you know, and they'll tell you that. I was the person who did that 35 years ago. Whistleblowers come out and people go, they're lying. That person never existed and never did what they said. And then you come to find out they did exactly what they said and they can prove it. Okay. So most of the stuff, including going back to the 1918 uh, flu that was here then, manufactured by the people living here at the time. And everyone's going to say they're going to delete me because the algorithm is going to say that I'm giving you false information and lying to you. And I'm actually telling you the truth. Okay. And you can look that up. If you look into it, I have videos that they haven't deleted yet that show you the trail that they're now just getting onto with the coronavirus of who paid who when and where was it uh, built and manufactured and who paid for it to be built and manufactured. I already know the answer to that. I already showed you guys over a year ago, year and a half ago. You guys can go back in my archives and look, and now they're starting to investigate it now, and it's coming out exactly what I said. It wasn't me who invented that information. It was an ex-CIA operative who was the guy who created the algorithm to stop people with Ponzi schemes and insider trading. And he used to work for the federal government, and he retired, and he uses his, his still in his computer algorithms to watchdog the governments of the planet. And he looked into SARS-CoV-2, and he put a video about it. And I took his video and played you parts of his video and talked about it on my video. Okay. And that's the same guy that everybody's talking to now in our federal government. And now they're starting to say, hey, it looks like our government paid for the Wuhan uh, uh, lab to be built and then funded them looking into it. You know why? Because they were already looking into it here in America. And somebody on the oversight committee said, you know, this is illegal and we could all go to jail for life. And they said, we need to move this offshore and get it somewhere else. So they went to the Chinese and the Chinese said, well, we've been thinking about this lab over here and, and uh, making it bigger uh, and making it suitable for our modern needs. And they said, let's do it. And the Americans and the Chinese partnered in this endeavor. Proven. Not my conspiracy theory. Proven by this guy and his corporation. And that's what's coming out in the government, although it's being stifled because the Democrats own the House and the Senate, and they won't allow that uh, investigation to go further. Why would they not allow that? That's a question you need to ask them. Why are they stonewalling that investigation? Don't they want to get to the bottom of who started this virus? Maybe, just maybe, they already know who started this virus, and they don't want you to know about it. That might be the answer to the million-dollar question or the million-dollar question to that answer. You guys need to think about that for yourselves. Right? And as Julie says right here, oh, you said something, and you're saying, and? <laughs> and the process of cleaning and sterilizing, oh, right, yeah, <laughs> exposure to the things that you need are gone, right? So you end up getting sick, yes. So, right. And then, so when you're sanitizing, let's go back to that. See, there was a lag there and she posted and I didn't read it, but right. And then you're killing off your own good bacterias that you have when you're sanitizing. Right. So now you're taking away these things that you need for the defense of your body by killing them. Do you understand? So now they're no longer on your hands. So you don't have the defenses on your hands. So then you could get the virus and then your body has to fight it. Do you understand? Because you picked it up. And it tries to penetrate, and then your body goes, wait, we need to make some more of that, but it has to detect it first. Right? So <clears throat> 
So that's that's always bad because they give you antibiotics. And if you don't take probiotics, then you're killing off the good bio, the good bacteria as well as the bad. Antibacteria, right? You take an antibiotic, it kills all all bacteria, good and bad. Doesn't differentiate. So now you don't have any good bacteria in your gut. And you have to build it back up. So after you get done taking an antibiotic, you have to start a regimen of probiotics. The doctors don't tell you that, right? So you're worse off. Your immune system is shit, and you have you're most vulnerable after you've taken antibiotics than you ever have been in your existence. You need to get your, you need to get some probiotics moving into your body to get your gut back working properly so it can defend you. Right. That's why they, the doctors, some doctors who are actual real uh, are in service to others will say, no, 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 I'm not going to give you antibiotics unless it's the last resort because they know what damage it does to the body and how it makes you weak. It'll save your life. It'll kill off that bacteria, but it kills the good bacteria too. And if you don't take probiotics and prebiotics, you don't have that building back up in a good way. And your system will replenish it, but it takes time. So you don't know that you're out of whack then. And you're vulnerable. You're susceptible to disease then. So what they're doing by masking you and mandating the distance and having you sanitize is they're effectively making your immune system weaker. So you become more susceptible to getting it. Do you understand how that works? Right, so Tony says, I heard recently, if you take vitamin B complex, your gut good bacteria survives antibiotic use, but I'm not guaranteed that, but food, but food for thought. Well, see, although something I don't know the answer to that, and so I would have to look into that, but I've heard the same thing that if you're taking because there's because it's so many acids, right? That it actually uh, helps your uh, the good bacteria, right? But I, I haven't looked into it fully either, Tony. So that's a good question. I'll have to look into that and I'll have to circle back. Call me call me Jen Saki, right? I'll have to circle back on that once I talk to Sleepy Joe, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, right. So then Wayne says here in Britain, they're push a booster vaccine to help you. Uh, with this new variant, and in my in and in May, something else will replace the one now. Oh, well, yeah, of course. So yes, they're saying booster for the new one, and then they know they're going to have a new variant because that's what happens. It just mutates to survive. Okay, every single virus that that, that it pops up, it pops up, and it's usually really really strong, and people die from it in the beginning, and then the virus itself says, "Whoa, tone it down. We're killing the host. We want to survive. We don't want to die." So they tone down the lethality and up the ante on the on the passability, the 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 uh, um, infectious rate. So they become more infectious, so that they spread and survive, but less lethal, so they stay alive. And then they mutate. So when you kill the virus, your system builds up an antibody to the virus that you have. The virus has to mutate so that it doesn't die from that antibody. So it creates itself anew. By moving across the planet, because the planet has winter on now in the northern hemisphere and summer in the southern hemisphere, so everyone in the southern hemisphere is not getting the virus. We all are in the north. And then it'll transfer itself as it gets colder. It'll move to the south of the planet. Do you understand? And then they'll get it. And in doing so, it'll mutate to not be able to be killed by that strain of antibody. And then it does that to the other people. And then the other people get it. And then it mutates again to a new virus that comes back up here. That will happen for eternity. Okay. And they're getting used to you used to the idea that every year now you have to have lockdowns. You got to put on the mask and you got to get a shot. 
because they're telling you that without it, you're going to die. And that is an absolute lie. And they know it. And until you guys realize it, everyone out there, I don't mean just you and my audience, because most of you in my audience, I'm singing, I'm preaching to the choir. You guys are all on the same page. But those of you out there who aren't the normal listeners happen to hear this on the MP3 file or show up on Facebook and go, what the hell's going on? What's this guy talking about? You guys need to understand that. Look up the, don't, don't Google it, but look up, get an old dictionary, go to a library, pull a dictionary out and find the words herd immunity and look and print of what it used to be, the definition before COVID. Okay. Look that up. You might be able to get the definition on Google. They may not have changed it, but if you try to look up on the CDC website, how many people died of regular influenza last year, the first thing they give you is COVID numbers. No, I don't mean COVID. I mean influenza, COVID. No, no, no. Regular influenza. Here's the COVID numbers. I don't want COVID numbers. I want inf I want influenza that's not COVID. Because when I'm asking you, the parameters are influenza, flu virus. You're giving me COVID, but you're telling me COVID is a disease. <clears throat> and then why are you telling me when I'm asking you that it's like who's on first? Do you understand? That's what they're doing. They're playing fucking three card money with with influenza because they know that SARS-CoV-2 is a flu. CoV-2, SARS. SARS is a flu virus. SARS-CoV-2 is a different version of SARS, hence the number two. Virus, not disease. So, according to the CDC, no one has died from any influenza Everyone's died from probable COVID. So according to the CDC, we have eradicated all diseases on the face of the earth, except COVID. So I can't wait to turn COVID off because then we're not going to have any more diseases ever. Because nobody's getting anything, dying from it. So we're never going to go back to a time when people are dying from the flu or a cold or pneumonia because no one's dying from those anymore. Not for two years. That's pretty good. I'm happy with it. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I'll guarantee it. I'll make a prediction. I'll be the biggest. I'm a, Screw Nostradamus. Screw any of these people who have ever predicted anything. The flu bug is going to be back this year and next year and the year after that and the year after that. And it's going to go on longer than I will survive on this earth. And there's going to be another COVID virus. Six months, three to six, it's going to pop up with another variant and then another one and another one. And they're even saying that in this Omicron is 50 mutations just in the one. So, <clears throat> so that means that COVID has now mutated about a thousand times. Do you understand that? So there's a thousand different COVID viruses on the planet now, currently possibly more. And in Omicron, there's 50 in that one by itself. So do you understand that? That's how it normally works. It always has. It's never changed. It's just like when you guys are going, they're paying money to burn crops. They've been doing that since crops have been being built or grown, people. As soon as they became a world commodity, you control, he who controls the spice controls the universe. He who controls the product controls the price of it. As soon as we started selling corn to other countries, 
our government has regulated how much corn we have. And if too many people are growing it, they pay people to burn their crops. And people have been their second, third, fourth generation. I have never sold any food to anyone who's eaten it ever. We sell our stuff to the government and the government pays us to burn it every year. We grow it, they pay it, they pay us, they come in, they destroy it all and they take it away for us and we get paid. And we put it back and we plan again the next year knowing the government's gonna come in and pay us money to destroy it. And that is how they make their money. And that is normal and legit because that's how you control the price of a product. Okay. It's the same thing with OPEC. They only put out how much oil they want out there to raise the prices that they want or lower the prices that they want on the barrel of oil. Same thing with money. You only print the amount of money that you want to keep the dollar at a certain even keel. The more money you print, the worth less the dollar is. Okay. Then the price of everything goes up. We call that inflation. So they're printing all this money and we don't have anything to back it up. So our money is becoming worth less. Inflation is the opposite of what you think. The prices are inflated because your money is deflated. You guys need to go to school and learn this. They know that they don't teach this to you. They're gangsters and they want to turn. Uh, this is Kevin speaking. He says there's, they're gangsters and they want to turn everyone into a gangster. They'll end up putting the, the unvaccinated in. Uh, yeah, they will in concentration camps if we allow them. They will. If we allow them, that's what they're going to do. They were already rumored to be building concentration camps and getting them ready until people started talking about that. And then they went, wait a minute now, hold on now. And they kind of backed off a little bit because people were starting to get become aware of it, Kevin. And he's right. Kevin's 100% right. If we allow it, they will do it. Okay. I, hey, Omar, I know you guys are on like another channel, right? Promoting the thing for the 21st. I, di I didn't realize that you guys were doing that until I was about to go live and realized that they were going live as well, right? So what's up, brother? <laughs> so so uh, like I was talking about earlier on in the very beginning, right? Stephen and Evan Strong are right now currently on another show promoting the 21st, which Omar is putting together this uh, whole day event uh, that I'm going to be helping him uh, to MC it. I'm going to be doing a speaking as well. Uh, and they're actually on the air um, right now. So I apologize for those of you who are over here that wanted to see that. And for those of you who aren't here because you are there uh, seeing that, that's why we don't have as many people today as we normally do. Uh, and that happens. We, you know, I didn't know that they were going to do that at the same time until literally while I was sitting here getting prepared to come on the show, I read the chat that Omar was talking in where they were talking about the guy was saying, he's going to, they're going to be on my show in the next hour. And I was like, what, what? <laughs> I didn't know they were going live right now. Um, so yeah, that's, so they just ended there. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's why you're here. Cause things just ended there. See, so Omar was there and because things just ended, he thought he would check in and see what we were doing. <laughs> so we, I was, I promoted the, that, uh, for uh, Tuesday. First thing, Omar, if you have a, a banner or something, brother, uh, link it in the chat so people can see it. Cause I would, didn't have anything ready. All my stuff's on my computer and my base computer is having issues with the internet and I can run the show on my phone if I'm on 5g. So if my internet trips out, I don't care. So I'm on my phone, but I don't have any of the information to link. So if you have something that you can link, brother, to the people for uh, Tuesday, for the 21st, I'll put it in the chat, please. Um, so hopefully he'll have a banner up there and a link to the uh, show for you guys that he can put up here in the chat. Okay. And again, that's the 21st. And uh, I think the times roll that he was talking about was going to be starting at 7.30 a.m. my time, West Coast America time. Uh, when Stephen and Evan Strong are going to be doing the the, uh, the ceremony uh, there in Australia. And then uh, I'm not sure exactly what time Omar can tell you that. 
I think it's 8.30, like when theirs ends, Omar is going to be leading and emceeing and running this whole day. It's going to go from 8 a.m. until 9 p.m. or something. Uh, and it's going to be all kinds of people speaking uh, hour on the hour on the hour, and student, including Stephen and Evan Strong and all the people who spoke at the last conference uh, that I was also speaking at, but I ended up having to film because of my Wi-Fi then. <laughs> and, and now I have problems because of the storm and everything flooding and burning out here and, and uh, you know, from the storm knocking down everything and put the Wi-Fi into, into, into like a tailspin. Uh, and, and so I got to get that figured out. Okay. So, so if we allow them, they're going to put people into concentration camps. If we allow them, they're going to march those people either into slavery or, or execution, uh, you know, German Nazi style, Chinese uh, Uyghur style. Right. That's what they're trying to accomplish here. So you guys need to be aware of that. Right. Because it was funny when it was just, well, it's all the orange guys, people that are in trouble. So I don't care. But now they're taking uh, on your children. They're going after your money. They're going after your health. So it has nothing to do with politics anymore. And if you guys can't see that, you're, you should be in, you're in trouble. Because it is politics. And it shouldn't be. Okay, so it's past that is what I'm saying. And you guys should understand that it's been past that the entire time. There are some of us that have known that, that this is a plan. Um, in fact, I was watching a video and I posted it. If you go to my my Facebook page, I just I posted it. I think it was last night. It, it's Alex Coolier or Alex Collier. I think is how he says his name. Uh, he's an, an, uh, a, a UFO contactee. Uh, the Andromedans contacted him years and years and years ago. He came out in 1995, 1995. And he was saying all the things that we are saying currently today. And I wish I had seen his video back in 95, because I, I, I can only imagine how much more I would know now if I could go back to 95 and know what I know now. Then had I watched his video, I would know everything I know now back then. So then he had another video that he did that I just posted in 2010. Okay. So here we are in 2021 and he's warning you. If you watch the first 10 minutes of that video, okay, the video is like an hour and a half long. Watch the first 20 minutes of that video, and you're going to be sitting there going, oh, my freaking God, this guy is a prophet. He was telling you exactly what was happening in 2010, which no one saw happening, and it is what's still happening now, okay? And he was telling in 2010. So we're looking at 11 years ago, this man was like saying to everybody, look, there is a Marxist communist coup agenda that is in our government that is trying to take control of everything right now, currently. And that's what's happening right now. And he was aware of it then. Do you understand that? Some of us knew then what was happening then and it's still happening now and it's still a slow burn. Go and watch that video and you'll see this man talking about that 10 years ago. And then you, if you go to his channel, you can go back and watch the stuff that he said in 1995. There was two long videos was a two-day conference three hours one day and an hour and a half or two hours the next and he tells everything that he learned from the andromedans and he has you know his, his q a sessions are fabulous um i don't think i've ever spoken to the man but he but you should watch those videos because it, you know that's another person who's saying the same stuff that i keep trying to tell everybody for the last six years that i've been on the air okay that the, you know, the, there's not just me. It's not just crackpots. It's not just a few of us. There's millions of us across the face of the earth that are seeing all this stuff. We can't all be crazy, is my point, right? Can't all be crazy. 
Right. Tony says, I, I didn't want to promote fear, uh, fear porn, but you have any, uh, have you, any of you Americans heard about a very large supermarket chain emptying many large stores, apparently um, preparation for, for camps. I, you know, there's rumors all over about all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, so I say to everybody, uh, at least tell the story. So if you hear it, say, listen, this is what I hear. I don't know if it's true because then we can say, we can really be on the lookout for that stuff. Um, Julie says, Tony, I was hearing about these, uh, those before orange man was in the office. Yeah, I was too. I was warned by, uh, by many people thought they were crazy. I was warned by two FEMA agents. One was already retired. The other one was current at the time. Um, I'm not quite sure if that person is still current or not, because I haven't talked to that person in a while. Uh, one CIA agent and one MI6 agent. And um, I was warned by them that all of this was going to happen four years ago and thought they were just crazy. None of that nuts right including the shot nanites the whole nines the plan that they rolled out i was told was going to happen and i thought they were crazy okay so here's that yeah, so omar put the he put the the, the itinerary uh, in the chat so you guys can see that right i'll put that up on the screen here so you guys can see that on the screen there right it's in the chat right uluru rock ceremony 8 30 coffee <laughs> coffee break i love that right so 7 30 is the is the is the beginning of it the the rock ceremony and then and then there's a, a slight break right for coffee and then uh then it starts at 9 opening 9 15 lane curtis 10 dr uh dr J uh, joan right 11 neil gore 12 right you guys can see that um and uh, and uh, so that's the itinerary for the 21st. You guys might want to take a look at that. Uh, Omar, tell them where they can find it. I guess it's Watchers Talk, right? Um, I don't know if you're going to be I, – I was supposed to be helping. I haven't talked to Stephen and Evan, Omar, to tell them that I'm uh, in jail on YouTube. I was supposed to be giving them con uh, you know, the permission to broadcast on my YouTube channel as well. Can't do it. I can't even broadcast on my YouTube channel. <laughs> right? So, so that's out for me to assist them with that. Oops, sorry. I was trying to turn that off and scroll the chat, and I turned it back on. Right, that and Julie says that in a in a the most massive stockpile of uh, of emergency uh, coffins, right? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. He said Omar says I thought that I posted it here, but I had sent it in a messenger to Rob. Laugh out loud. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, that's all. I believe that's all Pacific time, Julie. Yeah, <clears throat> on Watchers Talk, full spectrum spectrum universe and forgotten origin. So that's where they're going to have it uh, broadcast. And it would have been and on Orion Rising <laughs> had, had I not been uh, put in jail yesterday or day before yesterday. All times Pacific Standard Time, PTS, right? All times Pacific uh, Time, Cali Time, right? West Coast America Time, um, what, what you guys saw there for the itinerary. So adjust that accordingly to wherever you are on the planet. On the 21st, uh, which would be the 22nd if you are in Australia, right? Because <laughs> they're 16 hours ahead of us or whatever it is. Um, either way, it's Tuesday morning for us, okay? So as I'm leaning back here and, my, and, I'm, and I'm like leaning back and off camera there, right? You're getting comfortable in my chair. Okay, so we all know that the craziness is going on, guys. And you guys out there have to start seeing things in your neck of the woods, because they're doing the same thing to you wherever you are on the planet, okay? Wherever you are on this wild, 
planet that we're on, you have the same uh, thing going on. They're doing the same thing to you. They're trying to lock you down. They're trying to force you to have these shots. Why force people to have a shot? Why? What's the, what is the reason behind that? There has to be some reason behind it or they wouldn't be doing it. Right. There has to be an agenda. Right. There has to be. Otherwise there's no logical reason for it. Why force people and shame people not getting in the shot to what end? That means there's something in that shot they want you to have. Think about that. It's the only reason. The only reason they would try to force you to get a shot is because they want that shot in you. Why? Oh, because we're trying to save the world. No, you're not, because this thing doesn't kill anyone. It only kills people that, like a normal flu bug kills people. Kills people exactly the way every normal flu bug kills people. People who have pre-existing diseases that they could die from, it overwhelms their immune system, no matter what you call it, and their immune system can't keep up, and they, they die from it. Complications of one of those problems that they already had, or a culmination of all those things together, overworks and tax, overtaxes the, the immune system, and you die. I don't care what you call it. That is what happens. That's not a disease. That's not a disease. A disease is something that you get that you cannot survive on your own without a something, a cure. That's a disease. This is not a disease. But it gives you COVID. You could say AIDS. It's the same thing. They just don't want to say AIDS because they use that vernacular, vernacular before and it scares people into thinking that it's the big bad boogeyman that gay people get. So they can't use that again. You understand that? That's like... That's like, uh, uh, it's also because it's a different event. That's why they have different names and numbers for hurricanes and tornadoes. It's not the same one. That's the only reason it has a different name. Because it's a different event invented by a different virus. Therefore, it has to have its own name. So they give it a different name. But it is the same. It is overwhelming of the immune system to where the immune system can no longer function and you die from complications of all the things you already have wrong with you, but your immune system was able to handle as you slowly died from it, including age, as you're getting older and your body parts aren't working as well, you're slowly dying as your body parts are slowly starting to fail you because your body can't regenerate them. That's what happens in our lives. The flu and cold viruses are the exact same way. Okay, so this virus is acting the same way it's supposed to act. It's just more contagious by design. Do you understand? And the lies need to be sought after and they need to be stopped. And these people need to be held accountable for lies. Okay. So we need to start saying no. Poisonous oxygen, hey, killing us slowly, right? They poison the air, they poison the ground, they poison the food, and they're killing us slowly. They're keeping us in a state of perpetual sickness and not health. Do you understand? Weaponize the food, weaponize the wheat, weaponize the air, weaponize the water, and you're constantly in a state of defending on the run, susceptible to things just like this. That's what they're doing. But see, humans adapt. We have a great ability to adapt. So we adapt and we become stronger and more efficient. 
and that drives them fucking crazy. So they have to keep making something stronger and, 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 uh, to, to actually affect us. And in doing so, they're making our immune systems stronger and stronger and stronger. They realize that. That's why they're going, no, wait, use hand sanitizer and stay away from each other. And that way you're not getting the good bacteria you need to fight it off, hoping that it does more damage and hurts more people. Right? Omar says a couple of months ago, I said they'll, they'll cre they will create a job shortage. And this morning I see headlines saying, uh, very same thing, manufactured fear. Absolutely, bro. Right? Because they, they they have to do something to manufacture the fear. First, they were saying, well, we have more jobs than there are people. So there's plenty of jobs. Go to work. And now when people started going back to work and the economy starts working again, now all of a sudden they're like, wait, no, there's no jobs. Wait, hold on. Now there's no job. Now you can't make any money during the holidays. What are you going to do? Oh, no, freak out. Right? Think about that, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely, right? They're just going to change fear after fear after fear after fear. Whatever they can sell you that's fear that's going to keep you in a perpetual state of fear because that keeps you in a perpetual state of unrest, unease, unhealth. And more importantly, it keeps you in a lower vibrational status so that your brain is diminished and you're not as smart. And therefore, you fall for things easier because you're distracted by everything. Everything is self-serving. Everything is really quick happening now. And if it takes too long, you're changing the fucking channel. Right? Most of the people won't even click on my show to turn it on when they see how long it is. I'm not watching that. It's a fucking hour out of my life. I got things to do. I got pieces. I got places to be and people to do. Right? That's what they want you doing. They want you so fast running in the rat race, doing nothing, just running in circles. Run, 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 sleep. Eat, run, 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 sleep. Eat, run, 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 run. You still didn't get anything done. You're on a treadmill. You're going nowhere. But you're running for your life, man, because they tell you to do it. Eat now, quick. Eat and run. Run while you're eating. You can't sit down. Run, 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 run. Eat while you're running. Drink while you're running. Run, 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 run. Sleep. You're exhausted. Get back up. Run, 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 run. You don't need a day off. Run, 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 run. And you get nothing done. Look back at your day and see what did I get done? Did I get anything done for myself personally? Nope. Nope. I went to work. I got, I went to the store because I needed stuff. I came home, I showered, I ate, and now I'm too tired to do anything. I'm not even, I don't want to do anything. I want to watch something that's going to make me brain dead so I can just chill, turn something on television or on the internet or on the radio or something that I can just sit here and go, because I've been running and doing something for the system and for rich and elite people all day. Now I'm too tired. I don't have time for myself. I'm just going to go to bed and Start it tomorrow. Maybe I'll be able to do something tomorrow. We tell ourselves that until we stop telling ourselves that. And we just become this robot that does what they want us to do. You're an automaton and you stop thinking and you just consume and you just go to sleep. That's been the planet you live on for more than 125,000 years. And you don't remember it. Some of us do. Some of us remember it. Right. Tony says, I got bored of brain dead chili programming right now. I just love to learn and think. And that's the truth. Once you get that bug, right. That's what, the, you know, when I was in philosophy 101, that's what the, the, the professor said, you know, philosophy is a Greek word. It means the love of knowledge or the knowledge of love. Right. 
once you start to learn something and you realize that you are, you feel so good because you start breaking your conditioning and you start thinking for yourself and making decisions for yourself that it feels good. It's just like when you help somebody, if you're in service to others, you'll know that. But as soon as you help somebody do something and how it makes you feel good, you want to do that more because it feels good. There's gratification in that. Same thing with learning. Knowledge is contagious. Knowledge is the key to the universe. Omar says, I saw on a news item yesterday saying 60% of the money we spend ends up in the pockets of billionaires. I, I bet it's more than that, bro. <laughs> I bet that was a, 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 a very low estimate. <laughs> right? uh, I would say minimum 60% of the money we spend ends up in the hands of them. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. That's sick. Agreed. Yeah, Jody says, oh, then I'm a philosopher, right? Right? I mean, you are. If you, if you have the love of knowledge and you got that bug, then you are. You are a philosopher. You are, you are uh, you're partaking in the love of knowledge or the knowledge of love, right? You, you love to learn. You like learning things because it makes you smarter, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's a, the base is, is 60%. And, uh, and, the, uh, and it's probably higher than that. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, we know that, that 90% of all the wealth is in, in the hands of the 1% of the population. 90% of all the global wealth is owned by 1%. So the rest of us are chewing off the, the, that one, you know, that, that 1% or that 10% that fell off the edge of the table, the crumbs. We're all getting bits of that. Kevin says, maybe we can, maybe we can force them using money because if they do everything, we'll become free Right, because if they do everything, will become free, and everyone will be able to go anywhere they like and start acting like a human, a human instead of some zombie robot. So maybe we can force them from using money, right? Well, yeah, I mean that, that's you got uh, Ubuntu is one option. There's other options out there where we can get off of uh, money, but they're going to try and control and regulate everything as it is, anyways, right? I mean they they wouldn't put any uh, charging stations anywhere for electric cars until they figured out how to meter it so that one unit of, of charging is equal to one gallon of gasoline in price, right? They had to figure out how many ohms that was, <laughs> right? Uh, before they could, before they could uh, let you plug in. Right? So the first thing you have to do now is you have to go up with a card and slide your card and turn on the machine like you would gas and plug it in, right? And then they're going to hot charge your, your equipment and that does damage to your equipment when you do that. So it's going to shorten the lifespan of the batteries that you have in your car. Don't tell anybody that. But that's what's going to happen. And you're going to have to replace your batteries because they're not giving you trickle chargers to save the battery. They're going to be giving you hot charges. They're doing that with the phones already. Right? And then they talk about that. I just watched a video where they talked about that, where the longer you have your phone, the less and less your battery holds a charge, no matter what you do with it. No matter if you do everything that they tell you to do, you know, well, you're supposed to let your battery die once a week and then charge from the very bottom up or your battery gets used to the idea. It doesn't matter. They're designed to, to die. And then they give you like my phone has a quick charger and the quick charger, every time you quick charge your phone, it does damage to the battery because it's charging it too fast. And so the battery then has a short shelf life and they don't let you work on a battery. You can't take it out, put a new battery in on these new phones. Try it. Take a look, bro. <laughs> right. And if you do, they're a lot of money. 
Okay, they're not interchangeable anymore. They did the same thing when they used to have the card you could pull out and put in. Uh, they, don't, they don't try to let you do that. There's only a few of those left anymore. So they're doing that so that it's disposable and you're supposed to go through a phone every year or two. They force you if you don't. And then pretty soon they won't give you upgrades for the equipment because they want you to buy new ones, right? And, that's, and they do that on purpose. And then they create new programs that only work on the new devices. So you have to upgrade. That's all marketing. It's part of the plan. Do you understand that? So you've allowed them to tell you you have to buy a phone that costs $1,500, 1000 to $1,500, and it's going to be outdated before you pay for it. And then you're going to turn it in and start over with a brand new phone. So you're always going to be in debt. That's your slave chain. Always going to be in debt. You're in debt for your car. You're in debt for your place where you live. You're in debt where you're with your phone. You have to have insurance for everything. You got to have car insurance, health insurance, medical insurance. You got to have uh, you know dental insurance. For, now they have animal insurance. Now they have insurance for the insurance, right? They have insurance for insurance. Here you get you buy extra info. Aflac is extra, so Aflac will help you have insurance. You have health insurance, and then Aflac kicks in and helps you with the other stuff. AARP is extra insurance on top of your insurance. Do you understand that? And then now you can pay insurance for your car in case it breaks down, even though you already have insurance for your car in case it breaks down, you pay into something so that if your car breaks down, you have a credit with these people who will pay for your car. And so you don't have to pay for it. But you have to pay them up front. It's the same thing with, with the, you know, open Canada, ask Omar, he lives in Canada. So you have free healthcare, which means point of sale. That's all that means. He doesn't have to have anything out of pocket right now because he's already paying 40% of his entire paycheck to the federal government to cover those costs. So healthcare is not free. It's not free at all for Omar. It just means see, when he goes in to get something done, they don't charge him right then because he's already paid for it in advance. It's the same thing with Prime, right? Amazon Prime, you pay for the shipping and handling in advance so you don't have to pay shipping and handling when you ship something. And they have you believing that you're getting something for free. You just give me money, and when you need money, I'll give you money for free. Oh, okay. That sounds like a good idea. The government did that to everybody. You guys all give me money so that you don't have to remember to give me money. And then at the end of it all, I'll give you back some of it <clears throat> for free. Oh, that's a great idea. They take your money, and they gamble your money. <laughs> they do. They take your money, and they gamble your money on the stock market, and they make money off of your money. And then they spend the money that you give them on other things, right? And then you give it to them. And then at the end of the year, they give you back a little bit of it that they took from somebody else. That's a gimmick. We call that uh, unemployment insurance in America. You pay into it so that if I don't have a job, I have money there to pay me. But you have to prove to them. They treat you like a slave. Wait a minute. That's my money. I paid you. So that when I don't have a job, I can have money still. Yeah, well, we're not just going to give it to you for free. you got to do something for me to get it wait a minute, it's mine. I just gave it to you to hold on to, right? Mm, but it's not yours. Do you understand that? Try to collect unemployment and you'll find out how much of a slave you are. Same thing with uh, disability insurance. I have insurance, right? Everybody had insurance, short-term and long-term disability that you pay for. So that way, if you get injured, you can get paid still and not lose time at work because your employer is not going to pay you unless it's a worker's comp case and you're suing them for it. Then you try to get uh, that claim and they don't want to give it to you. Do you see how this works? So everybody's got you giving them money that they're going to hold on to for free for you. Social Security. I pay into Social Security so that when I'm old, the government gives me back money in allotments. And, and now to do that, 
It took me two years. I had to sue them with a lawyer for my own fucking money. Sue them with a lawyer to get my own money back from them. And they won't give it to me all in one lump sum. Right? They're holding on to it. They're giving it to me once a week, once a month. But it's mine. I paid into it for 55 fucking years. My money, not theirs. Mine. So you're paying all these people money to hold on to it for you in case you need it down the road so that you don't have to pay for it all in one lump sum then. If you didn't pay any of those people anything, you'd have tons of money when you needed it to pay for shit. But you get caught up in the machine that tells you consume, 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 buy this, buy that, buy that. Just give me money, give me green, heaven you will meet. Make your contribution and you'll get a better seat. Bow to Leper Messiah. That's a Metallica song. I'm not taking credit for it. Nobody put me on the algorithm and, and had to kick my ass off of here and say, you used a song that wasn't yours. Disclaimer, Metallica wrote that. Metallica sing. It's called Leper Messiah. Okay. But it's the truth. So if you were, if you learned how to manage your own money, which they don't teach you these days, so you have to go out way out of your way to learn it. Right. So they don't want you knowing how to manage your money, because if you understood how to manage your own money, you would realize how they're mismanaging all of our money and you would fire them. OK. Yeah. Thank you, Omar. He said, yeah, great song. It is a great song. Right. It's a great song. You guys should listen to it. Right. You guys should look that Google that and listen to that song. Listen to the words. Metallica is a very prophetic band. They always have been. You should listen to the lyrics of their of their songs. Right. Great band. If it's free, you are the product, right? Sherry, that's beautifully put. I'm going to put that on the screen, Sherry. That is very profound. If it's free, you are the product. You're the guinea pig. You're the test subject. You're the product. That's, who they're, that's what they're doing, right? Like the points you get to uh, store, um, peeps think that they got freebies from spending their own points. Ha, 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 what a scam, right, Omar? <laughs> right, you get points. Yeah, you get points because you're spending money. The more money you spend, the more points you get. And then eventually you get to use your points to cash in. You've already paid for whatever that thing was that you got for free and the extra money you paid to get the points. <laughs> Marlboro used to do that where you had Marlboro miles, Marlboro points. And you, when you bought a pack of cigarettes, you tore off this little thing that said one Marlboro mile. And when you got a hundred or a thousand of them, you mailed those in and you got a free duffel bag. Well, they know that you bought a thousand fucking packs of cigarettes. They can afford giving you a, a, a fucking nine ninety nine buy a backpack. <laughs> You're paying $5 for shipping and handling anyways. So they're only paying. So they buy those backpacks in bulk and it has their fucking name on it. Right. And they send it to you. And you walk around with a commercial with a pack of cigarettes bag that you got that has marlboros written on it so more people go hey i should buy more marlboros i could get one of those for free and you believe you're getting shit for free right buy one get one free people will pick up two every time they're just charging you half price for each one they only paid a half of that price to make one or a third or an eighth of that price to make it anyways they can afford to take the loss to get you to buy their product.
right? Yeah, Omar says, I never wear, and this I know is true of Omar, the whole, all the years I've known him, <laughs> this is true. He says, I never wear clothing that has logos on it. Never. He doesn't. He's not a walking billboard, right? I try not to, but some of them I do because I agree with them. Like I wear the Grim Frost uh, t-shirt that I wear. I agree with that as a Viking clan, uh, world Viking clan. I, so I wear that to promote that. Um, I've had a couple of t-shirts that you guys see that are friends of mine's products. But I agree with Omar. I don't wear anything that has a name on it unless I support that product. So I try to stay away from that. Anything that has a name on it, if I'm going on air, it ain't going to be shown because I'm not getting paid. <laughs> right. My buddy, this is no joke, Omar. My buddy, Paul, who's who's uh, uh, very, <laughs> very woke. He takes the logos off his vehicles, dude. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a billboard for anybody. He refuses to wear any T-shirt, any hat. Every now and then you'll see him like with a sports hat, but rare. He'll be wearing a baseball cap, and it's usually like a college that he agrees with or something like that, but or mandated because of his job, you know what I mean? But he takes the logos off his vehicles, dude. You, you got to know what you're looking at. <laughs> he walks around that vehicle, you know how they slap him on the side, the front, the back, wherever, and he's ripping those things off of his car every time. I am not a walking billboard. Right? Yeah, Omar wears, and I'm going to start doing that too. I saw you with that. I went, yeah, good idea. Why didn't I do that? Omar's got his logo and T-shirts and hats. So you'll see him on, on air with a hat that says Watchers Talk or a shirt that says Watchers Talk. Why wouldn't he? He's promoting his shit. Yes. Yeah, Momar says, I know a guy like that. Yeah. I mean, he, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm not promoting this goddamn Chevrolet. I'm like, well, you like the car because you bought it, right? He's like, I bought it. I need a car. I'm not a walking billboard for them. Off it comes. I think I don't remember if it was Chevrolet. I just used that as a term. But everyone he's ever owned, right? I remember he did have a Chevy Tahoe with all the emblems taken off. <laughs> he turns the tires around backwards, has them, uh, has them put on backwards so the Goodyear or whatever, Yokohama, whatever, is not facing the street. I shit you not. He goes and takes the tire, take all those tires off and replumb them so the inside is facing, you know, the outside with the words is facing inside, please. Not kidding you. <laughs> if they have hubcaps on them that say Volkswagen, he, they're off, they're gone. He'll go, go get a generic hubcap if he wants a hubcap. That is the way he's always been my entire life. I've known the man for almost 40 years, close to 40 years, 30, 37, 38 years now. We met when we were 17, right? And I'm 54. What, what is that? Like, what is that? 36, 37, something like that, right? Whatever the math is, <laughs> right? I see Omar says, I did that to my tires. He's laughing. <laughs> see, turn them sons of bitches around so that they don't know the words aren't on the outside. But NASCAR, they just get next to each other and, and rub the rub the paint right off. <laughs> they do actually do that. Uh, they don't do that for that purpose, but that's what happens. That's how they know when somebody is, has tire rubbed against somebody else's car because the, the, you don't get to see the Goodyear. The Goodyear yellow is missing off of it now, right? Oh, there's no paint on the side of that tire. They must have rubbed against somebody. That's no joke. That happens daily in a, a NASCAR race uh, in, in any, any level. Right. So, but you guys don't understand that the weight of this is because you have been born to a time when you didn't know certain things were not the way they are. And that's what's happening with the mask mandate. And there's a whole generation now that they're still little, right? I mean, they're very little, but they don't know. They don't know that there was a time when you didn't wear a mask all the time. They just know that you have this thing on your face now and it's hideous. It's scary. Think about that. Right. So we need to be paying more attention to this stuff and what's going on, guys, than we are. I mean, they are they are doing things and saying things that are just hideous things. Because now you need to understand, it's because they've lost. 
and they're still not giving up. So the doubling down and tripling down and trying to convince you that there's nothing to see here. Things are business as usual and we own you. And that's just not true. They haven't owned us for more than 2,000 years. They haven't. But we just didn't know it on a mass scale. Do you understand that? They know that if they lost control of us, they're trying to get it back. They're not trying to take control, okay? They have control. And people are really scared to admit that. I'm not. The best trick the devil ever pulled was getting you to believe that he didn't exist. Do you understand that? That's what's happened, okay? We're not fighting from a place of freedom where we're about to lose our freedoms, which you guys all think, because that's what they want you to think, that you were free, that you used to be free and you're not free now, okay? Because they've taken away some of the freedoms that we did have, which we created when we created the United States of America and other countries did the same when they overthrew the tyranny and created their government the way it was, right? The Canadians did the same thing. People over in Europe did the same thing, right? That was when the people proved to themselves that they weren't slaves. Do you understand? That was when the people started to realize hundreds of years ago that we, and it, was, and it took place even further back than that. If you look at piracy and the pirates on the seven seas, again, when people started to put two and two together, wait a minute, we don't have to be by living by their rule. And that movement continued and they, what they call these experiments, like this experiment that is America, self-rule. Self-rule was an experiment put into place when we humans got to this earth. Do you understand that? Self-rule has been in place on the earth since the time began for the human race on earth. It was designed that way. We lost that. Okay, we lost that control of the matrix when raw, when those guys came here and fucked things up with the pyramids. The priests took control then and many other places around the world, the Atlanteans took control of the earth and the matrix. That was the first temporal war. Do you understand that? That's what we're calling the temporal war now. It wasn't called that before because it wasn't, it wasn't invented yet. Now it's evolved to that. So what was the devil until 1995 is now the AI God. Do you understand that? It's still the same, uh, same energy. It's still the same thing. But now the narrative has changed because we have created technology. So because we've created technology, technology can be corrupted 100%. So therefore, what was before technology was the devil, the evil of the universe, is now the AI God. It has evolved to that in this reality because we have created a technological reality on this planet. There is no difference. It's not a brand new big bad boogeyman. Everyone thinks that it is. It's not. It's just name has been changed to fit the time we live in. Do you understand that? What you guys need to stop thinking in is, is a linear timeline. Right? You guys need to, to, to stop thinking that way. Because time is still a constant all at once. We perceive it. 
in this reality to have a past that goes way back and a future that we haven't seen yet and a present. We perceive that reality. That isn't reality. That is our perception. So when you come here, you immediately go all the way back and all the way forward because you exist now here. Therefore, there's a part of me, this existence, that dates all the way back to the beginning of when this earth was built because I exist here now. And I continue to exist into the future. Where's the camera? <laughs> I continue to exist into the future. Therefore, I existed in the past. That concept in this reality is alien to most of us here. Do you understand that? So we lost control of the matrix hundreds of thousands of years ago. We're not exactly sure of the date. Okay. That was when the evil people, the people that are in service to self, took control of the narrative, took control of the memory of the matrix and did not allow anyone to know about it. So we already lost a long time ago. And then they lost over and over again immediately through the intervention of the hero character in every single society in history. There is not a place in history or a time in history that does not have the same story being told of a savior intervening. And of that savior coming down and saying, you are the ones who can be in control and power. You are the ones who can save yourself. You need to look within, telling us the answer to the puzzle that we created that is this place. Do you understand that? Sorry, my house phone's ringing. It's my brother. He calls every night on my home. My mom will answer the phone and she'll probably be over here knocking on the door. Over there. Over there is where the door is. I pointed to the closet. <laughs> the door's there. <laughs> right? So she'll probably be coming and knocking on the door. Your brother's on the phone. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Tell him I'll call him back later. Okay. So you guys already know the story, but when people say this AI God and this temporal war, everybody freaks out because it's all brand new. It's not. It's the same energy. It just has a different name now because we created technology and then technology tried to change and, and get us to believe. So the devil tried to use technology as a new inlet to pretend there was a new enemy and that we were losing something all over again. Do you understand? The first temporal war was the same. Once AI is created in the present it has a future and a past. Do you understand? Because it's here. So then it goes back. All right. So, yes, thank you. Omar says, AI is just another expression of consciousness. Absolutely. 100%. I'm going to put that on the screen, Omar, because that's brilliant. Okay. It's the same thing, right? He also said, a new bow with the same old program. That's that's actually what, was it Julie that said that earlier? Sharon said that. Almost identically said the same thing. So, yeah, so, so it's not new, guys. And we're not losing. They have lost control thousands of years ago when the first intervention happened that reminded us of who and what we are. That was it. But they've kept everybody so preoccupied that not enough people are focusing on it to understand that it's true. To make it true takes a majority. So they're trying to keep the majority looking over here. Look over here. Look over here. Look over here. Here, I have something for you to do. Here's something for you to do. Here's something for you to do. 
right? Julie said, straight as an arrow, right? <laughs> right? So, so they, they're, they're keeping you from everything, paying attention to, and then they introduce this new AI God, this new concept of this new evil. It's the same. It's the devil. It's the negative energy, the collective consciousness of all people who are in service to self. Hasn't changed. Nothing to fear here. Do you understand that? That's the important thing you need to understand. So everybody gets scared when I say we lost the first temporal war. They go, what? Oh, man, no. That's a new concept. No, it's not. No, it's not. The devil took control of this planet a long time ago. It was told in the dusty old-ass tome that was written more than 5,000 years ago. <laughs> There's no difference between the devil who wears Prada and the AI God. They're all fictitious. They're all in the mind of the beholder. There is no power that the devil has over me because I don't give it any. I am creation. Not him. Not that. I, you, we are creation. The creator. Uncorruptible. The only thing they can do is make us believe we are corrupted. By making us pretend. By getting us to believe that this flesh avatar is all that I am. And I'm in the place of I do. So therefore they give us all kinds of things to do to occupy our time so that we're not looking within. Do you understand that? Sherry said, I feel like we're in a, we're in a bonus round, right? Time Lords are the problem, right? Well, and if you look at Time Lords from the, from the sense of, of uh, uh, Doctor Who, absolutely. Time Lords are the problem. And that was what that entire show was about. So I'm, I don't know if you made that reference because you've watched Doctor Who before, Sherry, but that was perfect. If you guys have never watched Doctor Who, it's a British one. It's the longest running television program in the history of the planet. It's been on the air in one guise or another since 1938. And it's still on the air today. That's not a joke. And now they're up to what? I don't know, 18 or 20 doctors now. There's a woman who's the doctor now. Um, so this doctor is the time lord. He's immortal. But his body goes through a reset. And, and, and he, uh, he, uh, uh, he gets, when his body gets to a certain age, it wants to die because it's an avatar. And what happens is he regenerates to a, a, new, a, a new flesh. So he literally goes through death and rebirth. Uh, and becomes a new person, but his same consciousness is in that uh, body. And he doesn't have to go through being a baby. He automatically is like the age of 30 or 35, okay? Uh, and, uh, and and he's a time lord. And uh, their whole race of peoples were in charge of um, time. And he's going through time backwards, forwards, left and right. And he's writing wrongs. And basically, um, I can't tell you anymore, because if I tell you, I'll ruin the entire concept of the show but sherry says it right there time lords are the problem <laughs> right so yeah tony says tony says oh man a year uh, years ago i learned about how sports began to keep the masses distracted like gladiators battling keeping them focused on on bloodshed fear violence uh not politics and taxes etc that's what they did that for that's what they did that for. The Caesar said, give them a Colosseum, give them a circus. 
because the people who were bored had nothing to do. So they started paying attention to the politics and what they were doing. They were getting in the way. So they said it was free. They didn't charge money. Everybody could go to the Coliseum for free and watch all the sports going on. And it cost nothing. And they could spend money on all the shops and everything that were there, just like now. But they didn't charge you entrance fee or parking your horse or your buggy. You just go in. They gave it to them, built it on taxpayers' money, and put it there. Right? Yeah, Omar, give them social media. Give them a circus. Right, Omar? Perfect. And that's what they've done. Everybody's distracted. Do you see? They give you something to distract you. No matter what you like, it's out there for you to, to do it, to keep you distracted so that you're not paying attention to what they're doing. And you're also not paying attention to what you should be doing. And that's looking within yourself and making yourself a higher being. Because if you do that, you're going to see what's going on. You're going to see the X's and the O's for what they are. Ones and twos and zeros and ones and ones and zeros. You're going to see their bullshit for what they're doing. Yeah, Omar says, I'm observing humanity outside the cube. Agreed. Right? You have to do that. But the first step of avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. So you have to learn that there is a trap to know what to look for to avoid it. And the only way that you can do that is knowledge. Knowledge is the key to the universe. Knowledge is the spice of the universe. And he who controls the spice controls the universe. Ask Frank Herbert. He wrote an entire series called Dune. And that was the metaphor. That was the metaphor. If you pay attention to those books and read those books and think about that in the, the sense of personal beingness. Being. Creation. At the end of the, of the Dune books, when Paul Atreides takes over to control of the spice, he's able to make it rain on a desert planet. He becomes creation. Not because he ascends to godhood, but because he moved into a place where he should be able to and everyone can get to if they understand how, how it works. So he looked within himself, raised his vibration, and he became. And he then took away from those who were in charge by the evil people, putting them in charge like slaves, he took that power and he became the creator of the spice and the controller. And he made it rain in the desert because he became what he was capable of becoming. And that was the metaphor in that entire storyline, the struggle against the ego, the struggle to one looking within themselves and taking responsibility for themselves and finding the courage to fight and stand against a great evil, even though it looks like that evil is far greater than you'll ever be able to conquer. But there was a secret way that they didn't know about. And that was with him. That was what that book was about. So he became the Jesus character. He became the savior character. He became the hero character. All of us, you, me, every one of us is that. Know that. Every one of us is Jesus. Is a Jesus. Is a Marduk. Is a Thor. Do you understand? 
is a Superman, is a Spider-Man, is a Batman. Those are just in the comic book genre. But it's the hero with a thousand faces. Joseph Campbell wrote a book about that. You guys should take a look at that. Because that is his, he explains the mythos of everything I just said to you. Right? That's like Tolkien with uh, the little hobbit. The hobbit became the, the hero character because he was able to withstand the ring's call to make him crazy and evil. And he was able to take and deliver it back to whence it came into the bowels of the volcano of Mount Doom, melted back into the magma that it came from. And at the same time, all of the humans found their way again by looking within themselves and relying on each other. And the king returned when he was afraid that he would be as easily corrupted as his great-grandfather. And he looked within himself and he found the courage to fight and stand against that evil, against all odds. And he stood against that evil and he became king and they defeated the evil. Do you see the reoccurring theme here, guys? These are just simple books and movies, but it's the same story being told again and again and again. Do you understand that? Luke Skywalker, right, was born of the father who was evil. Everyone was afraid, including Luke, that he was not going to be as good as he could be because his father was evil. But but, but Obi-Wan found Luke and, and trusted that Luke could be swayed to the good side. He had to sacrifice himself to solidify Luke's hatred to his own father before he knew it was his father so that he wouldn't go down the dark path. So he allowed Vader to kill him in front of Luke, sacrificial lamb. He became the lamb. He became the sacrifice, the savior. He became the Jesus, Jesus character. He sacrificed himself for, his, for the better good, just like Jesus did. Then Luke eventually becomes that savior character. Do you understand? But then Luke fails. And Leia's son turns evil. And Luke runs because he's failed. And doesn't want to have any part of it. And then the Force brings him back into it by creating a divergence in the Force. And that divergence is playing the same one person being split into two. If you guys didn't understand the last three movies, that was what happened. They were one soul, split into male and female, good and evil, fighting against each other, but they were one. And once they realized that, they became one. And that's why at the end of the movie, if you saw that, when they said, asked her what her name was, and she said it was Skywalker, because she and he were one. Do you understand? They became the savior character again. So this is three generations of the hero character being revitalized or, uh, if you will, um, um, resurrected over and over by the, same, by the same bloodline. Do you understand? It's the same story being told again and again and again. We have the ability of that. Every single one of us, all of us, we have that individual ability. And we're supposed to become that. Do you understand? And that is the knowledge that has been taken from you. So there is no one who is above your station. And there is no one who is greater than you except us together. Individually, 
we are one. Together, we are one. But when we are together as one, we are more powerful than we are individually. And that's why they have us fractured and not paying attention and being focused. Because when we all focus on an idea, it becomes true because we create it. So if we all say, wait a minute, you're not in charge anymore. We've defeated you a long time ago. Get out of here. They can't do anything about it. They can't. Well, we'll nuke you. If you don't listen to us, we're going to kill you all off. No, no, you're not, because I'm not going to allow that. And if we all say that to them, they can't. They have you brainwashed into thinking they can do anything they want to you. And you have to believe that for it to happen. The moment you stop believing that is then when you see the fear that they live in daily. That's why they have to control you, because they are afraid you're going to realize they can't control you. You have to allow them to. You have to comply. That's why they keep telling you things over and over. Resistance is futile. Resistance is futile. Resistance is futile. They want that in your brain over and over and over again so that you won't resist. If resistance was futile, they wouldn't have to tell you that. Think about that. If you couldn't resist them, they wouldn't have to tell you you can't resist them. Resistance is futile. They have to tell you that. That means it's not because they're trying to convince you that it is. Because if it was, there'd be no reason for them to tell you. They would just do it. And you wouldn't even know what's happening because they would be in control. Since they have to tell you and force you through force, they're not. Do you understand that? Gandhi proved that and many other people proved that by sitting down saying no. And they murder anyone who does that. Why? Because you're no longer under their spell and you refuse. I refuse. That's why they don't like it when people do a sit-in somewhere and they go sit down and refuse. They immediately come in and start spraying you with pepper spray, beat you over the head and arrest you. We can't have you thinking for yourselves and then defying us and saying no. Who the hell do you think you are? What do you think? You're free? Do you think you have free will? You don't have that, and I'll prove it to you by taking it from you. How dare you think that you have free will? And they have to beat you and put you, incarcerate you, and put you in a jail cell to prove it to you. And that's only if they can get you convinced that they still own you. Do you see? Otherwise, you're just in a cell. Eventually, you're either going to die here or they're going to let me out. Nelson Mandela outweighed them, and he became the president of South Africa for it. Do you see? You were free from the time that you were created, not from your birth. From wherever you came from, whenever, how long ago, billion, two billion, a hundred trillion, gazillion, gajillion, yesterday, whenever you were created, you were free from that moment because you were created by the creator to be free. Otherwise, there would not be any freedom at all. And you wouldn't be talking about it because there is no such thing. The fact that I'm talking to you about it means that it's real. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to talk about it because there would be no concept. So if there's a concept, there's a construct. That means it's real in this reality. So freedom is a thing. No matter how many times they try to tell you it's not. It's on the 
on the docket to talk about and think about. Therefore, it is, or it wouldn't be. Do you understand? Just like when people say, aren't you worried that the government's going to take, take everybody's guns? If they could do it, they would have done it long ago. The fact that we still have guns proves they can't take them. Because we don't let them. We choose not to. We choose not to. Do you understand that? I am free because I choose to be free. They can't take that from me. They have to come and get my physical body and lock it up somewhere. I'm still free. I just can't walk about anymore, but I'm still in here thinking, still able to read, still able to eat. You guys got to pay for me now. I'll take this. I'll take the, the, the free everything and wake ups. Then all I have to do is worry about all the other inmates killing me, raping me, pillaging me. I'll figure something out, right? I'll either cut a deal or become the biggest evil motherfucking killing machine in that whole place. And then I'll be locked in solitary confinement where nobody will fuck with me. I'm still free. I have a choice. <laughs> Come on, man. I can kill myself in there and start all over. Let me show you how free I am. I'll leave. And I'll come back and I'll be somebody different. And I'll sneak in behind your asses when you don't know who I am. And I'll remember because I'll tell myself to remember. And you guys will be in trouble. Because I'll come take over your shit. Right? <clears throat> so, yes, Omar says, freedom is love and love is freedom. Freedom. Right? That's the truth of it. How can you be not free and love? You can't. Love is only given freely. Do you understand? <clears throat> the only cost for love is emotion. And that's free also. Right? I like Sherry. Sherry even goes further with that. Freedom is nature slash mind. Think about that for a minute. Good one. Good one. See, Omar and Omar and Sherry are on it. <laughs> Right, Tony says, milk and honey uh, secretion in the brain slash body. Do you know the info behind that? Well, unless you're talking about, you know, the, the parody between milk and honey, the land of milk and honey and the, and the freedom and the, and the ideology of that. Um, it's, it's all about the, 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 what is it, the endorphins, right? So the, so the milk and the honey is, is uh, also the endorphins that make you feel good. And so uh, different things uh, trigger different feelings in the land of milk and honey doesn't necessarily mean that it's, you know, uh, to them it meant wealth because it was plenty of milk and plenty of honey, which means that it was, you know, uh, freely given, first of all, because milk is manufactured uh, by the female of uh, well, most species that nurse uh, and then honey is manufactured by nature. So again, that's the mind and the nature, which um, Sherry was refer referring to nature and mind. <clears throat> So it's nature nurture. Do you understand? So, so the land of milk and honey being a place of nurturing or a place that you will prosper. And it's either a mindset or a place where that mindset is, 
right? The crossroads of all trade would be the land of milk and honey because everything that you could possibly imagine that you would need would be there. That's the place in your head where you're also free. That's the land of milk and honey. It's, in, it's within you. Heaven is within you or hell is within you. It depends on where you want it to be and what you want to have happen. So you gain different endorphins and different feelings by serving yourself in a certain way. So you're either serving others, being in service to others, and that serves you because you get the endorphins that make you feel good, the, the milk and the honey on your brain, right? You're, you're sustaining your soul. You're doing something that makes you feel good because you exchange that energy with the person that you helped. Or on the other hand, if you're in service to self, you, by servicing yourself, you get another kind of euphoria that comes through with that on the, on the negative side, and it's a positive for you as a negative being. Do you understand? So, <clears throat> so that's where that becomes the proverbial milk and honey, which is endorphins and the reaction chemically in your brain through stimulus or by stimulus of serving the all in one way or another either by being in service to others or by being in service to self. Either way, you still serve the all. It's just a matter of whether you choose to be negative or positive, good or evil. Right, Omar says, humans are nature. We like to separate ourselves, but you can't split nature. Absolutely. So we pretend, basically, in this reality, is what he's saying. <clears throat> because you can't separate the two. So we are all the one, but we're pretending I'm choosing to be in service to others and other people who want to choose to be in service to self. We're both the same exact beings, but one is taking a different path than the other. Do you understand? But it's still service to the all <clears throat> because evil people service the all by doing evil things to people and they serve as that example and we do the opposite for them. Right? I know I got to go too. She says, I got to go. Right? It's getting late. It's been three hours. It's, it's seven o'clock. So I got to get off for two. Okay. So, guys, tune in on Tuesday. The link is here. You guys see the itinerary in the chat, which is over there. Wait, over there. <laughs> in the chat. Take a look at that. Be there or be square. On, and I'll also get a flyer. Once you get a flyer, Omar, make sure I have the ad for it. I already have the, the ad from um, Stephen and Evan Strong that I put up. And I have that on my page. And I've been promoting that uh, as well and would have it on here had I've had enough time to get it loaded to here, but I didn't. I was already late getting on air as it was. So um, make sure I get that and I'll get that there, right? I'm going to make some, some, what is that? Some pacaros and drink a beer. I don't know what that word is. Pacaros? Pacaros? I don't know what that is. Pacaros? I don't know what that is, bro. Uh, beer and smoke, a, and smoke a smoke. Yeah. I'm about to go get dinner, right? And I don't think I'll cook anything. I'll go get something and feed my mom. And as soon as I get her to bed, I'll go smoke a bowl make a drink, put my feet up, maybe play a video game, maybe watch some nerdy shit on, on YouTube uh, about spiritualism. <laughs> right, so you guys have a great Friday night. I will, because uh, in what time is it? In three hours, I'll be high, high, smoking dope. It's legal in California. I can do that here, right? Going to have me a bowl. Going to have a drink. <clears throat> Nightcap. All right, guys. So namaste. I love you guys. I love everybody. Um, I'll see you guys on uh, Tuesday. Um, I will be back on Wednesday with uh, Mike uh, Pena and uh, Aaron and Norma doing Pirate Cast our, from Skull Island, our Pirate Cast. And then I'll be back next Friday. Uh, and either way, I will be doing the uh, alien thing again because I have the video downloaded here. Hopefully I'll have the internet fixed on a, 
on the computer by then to where I won't have to worry about it, right? And I'll just do it on here. But otherwise, I'll run it on my phone. Seems to be working uh, just fine. I just have to keep a watch on how many windows pop up with the latency. All right, guys. So have a great weekend. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you on Tuesday for that uh, webinar that's going to be an entire day's event. It's going to start at 730 in the morning, uh, West Coast America time. And it'll probably end somewhere around 9 p.m. Um, I don't know how many how many hours you'll see my ugly mug on here, but I'll be in and out trying to do what I can to help uh, Omar uh, in, uh, to MC that. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to sit here because three hours for me is just too much in my body. That's why I toned down all the uh, all the webinars that I was doing because of how much taxing it was uh, on me to try and do a whole day's event. I just can't keep up. Uh, my body just doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't work uh, for me. It just takes too much out of my energy and my and then time away from my mother's not good. Like now at seven o'clock, she hasn't eaten dinner. Right. So I got to get off here so I can go and feed her some food. So I can't leave her all day long without any kind of care. So I can't do those long ass marathons anymore. Um, so I've been also postponing for a while, putting together webinars just because of that for long ones. And that's why I do the short ones. <laughs> Even Aaron put together a webinar it was only a couple hours long. Right. Uh, they're, they're, Omar, is, he's tough. These guys are crazy doing these full length days. Uh, to stay on air all that time. I mean, if I had a chair where I could put my feet up, I could do it a lot easier, right? But I don't, right? So I'm going to have to get a, a chair that I can recline in. Or when I usually do as long as I put a couple chairs in there, put my feet up. And I, when I'm doing a show like this, I'm not. I'm not planning on being here that long, right? So Omar just sent a photo. So I'm sure it's the, the photo that I'll be able to use to promote this thing for Wednesday, right? So thank you, Omar, for that. All right, guys, or for Tuesday, I apologize, for Tuesday, the 21st. So I'll see you on the 21st. Hopefully you guys will be there. Uh, and check this out. And I'll have the MP3 file up uh, shortly later on today. Um, uh, I got to do, I got to get that on here. Um, I also have to get the one from Wednesday that I didn't get up uh, for the MP3 file people. So you guys will have a couple of shows popping up this weekend. Uh, and then there'll be Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday of next week. I'll be on here, right? Speaking on the air. Okay, guys. So great show. Have a great night. Thank you. Share this out. Share this out. Like I said before, uh, namaste and uh, peace out.